0: And to be your Lord, and send down my life to guide us, for we are weak and afraid, and we lack knowledge.
1: There is no one to hear your plea, no one to answer you, no one to ease your suffering. Lord, have mercy upon us.
0: Hey, hey,
2: welcome to the NY Patriot Show. Here we delve deep into the abyss, covering topics such as occultism, spirituality, secret societies, conspiracies, and the unknown. Join us in trying to put these pieces together and figuring all this shit out. The NY Patriot Show. hey hey everyone welcome back to the ny patriot show uh today i'm very happy to have finally uh made this happen i wanted to talk about the uh the cabalion which i i always suggest and i always say is uh, an amazing book and i think it did change changed my life especially magically in a uh, positive way i think so i always do suggest this book and uh you know i grab some people that i know that have read it or people that i've even had on my show before and i know that they're you know able to uh, come on a podcast um, i have uh, i'll i'll introduce first uh, i have the mad hatter i've had him on before somebody that uh, i've always had great talks with and I mean, we were just chopping it up for a while now. We're supposed to have started 45 minutes ago, and we're all bullshitting already. (laughs) But uh, always great to have him back on. So the Mad Hatter, would you please uh, let everybody know where they can find your stuff? And now you do have a podcast. Last time you didn't, please plug all that stuff.
1: Well, glad to be here, man. I appreciate the opportunity to be heard by some new ears. Um, I did just drop episode one of my podcast. Oh, it's yeah. called Tea with the Hatter. It's available on uh, podcast and Spotify. Episode two will drop next week. Good. Um, I'm also on Instagram. I'm called Hatter Will Happen. Hatter underscore will underscore happen. I've got a small Etsy shop called The Hatter Can Help. Um, and... Yeah, that's about it. If uh, awesome. anybody wants to reach out and talk about any of this shit, I'm always always available for uh, conversing. You can ask the NY Patriot about that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. He'll definitely get back
2: to you. And uh, I think if you're watching on uh, YouTube right now, I think I already put all his links in there, so you can go and check him out. And uh, definitely check his stuff out, man. This guy, somebody I would actually like to bet- you know, have on my show more often, actually. he's, Anytime, he's he, he knows what he... He doesn't talk shit. My man's got some deep shit to say. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, and, so, and then we got, uh, we got um, Corp. We'll go with his, uh, his alter ego uh, from the Real name? Fake Talk Show. <laughs> you know, you just introduce yourself and let everybody know where they can find you. And he's, he's another guest that's been on the Occult Rejects and uh, my show as well.
3: Dave Corp from the Real Fake Talk Show. Uh, I started out just wanting to have conversations with people kind of where i want to go with it i like the real fake aspect of it because i can play the real side play the fake side of it uh but i just like having fun and expanding my my understanding of everything i think uh, before the show started uh matt hatter explained it perfectly it's like you your experience is everything and you have to fail suffer to go through things and i suffer with my content and make my audience suffer through it with
0: me growing pains growing pains
3: that's right. Oh man! But yeah, and you have on me, patriot. I think and old... you can me on uh, YouTube, Real Fake Talk Show, uh, oh. and Instagram as well. I don't know if as I included well as, yeah, your Apple. YouTube,
2: but I do got uh, I do got some of your links in there already as well too. So uh, yeah, there is some of his links in there already on the uh, YouTube uh, on this live right now. If you want to go and check his stuff out, go and click sub. If I do have the YouTube link in there. And uh, I also got uh, Teresa, who's been, you know, like my co-host anyway for like the last, I don't know how many episodes. (laughs) So, so, uh, Teresa, if you want to introduce yourself and let people know about the show that uh, you did create and you're going to
0: start doing. Yeah, well, thanks for having me again. Uh Um, So, yes, I did finally just make an account for my new show. Step one, make the account. So my show is going to be called The Spiritual Gangsters, and Mm -hmm. you're probably going to co-host a bunch with me, which is awesome. um so i'm looking forward to it and it's gonna be like more conversational i think like less conspiracy heavy but definitely uh we will touch on that as well i'm sure
2: nice but and it'll be
0: a lot of fun so it's gonna be on youtube for now anchor and i don't know wherever else yet
2: (laughs) nice nice so i'm glad you're finally gonna make it happen i saw uh there's a lot of people that seem to be very happy too i've noticed uh the, you know, neither are common friends or I've even saw on your Instagram. <laughs> a lot of, yes. a lot of people are like, finally. Uh, so good. Good yeah, for you. I've
0: been, I've been shit posting on my own Instagram for about two years. So <laughs> I think people are just like, okay, like I never talk on there. So I think they're just always surprised when my face pops up, like the odd time. They're like, okay, like, when are you going to actually like talk about this? I'm like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. Great name as well. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> a, nah, nah. Thank I you. Like, yeah. <laughs> Thank you.
2: So, yeah, so today um, we're going to talk about the Kabbalion, you know, like uh, like I said before, I think it was a huge book that in, uh, I was speaking to the Kabbalah beforehand, and I read a lot of books on the Kabbalah, and then, like, I came across, like, the Kabbalion, and I was like, ah, fucking 100-page book, you know, how deep could this be? I read that shit, and I was like, yo, like, that actually literally changed how I looked at the Kabbalah now. And changed I was, your like, life. I was like, this just like all of a sudden just reconnected puzzles to the, you know, pieces of the puzzle that I was confused about. And I was like, that just like put half of them where they should go now. And I was like, holy crap, this little book just fucking blew my mind.
1: What I tell people is, like, if you read this book and you read it objectively and mm. you learn the principles and you work the principles, your life will change, period. And 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 not just from a standpoint of you being able to transmute a better reality, but your ability to perceive these, these different laws that are being used against you, right? Because once you understand the um, principle of polarity, for example, it can't be – you start to understand the red, blue, left, right paradigm and all this other stuff that's constantly being thrown in your face and used to control you, right? And so yes. it's like – if for no other reason than to understand the weapons that are being used against you then it's it's necessary information it's not like good information to have it's like it, you need this to do battle on this on it, it, on this plane because that's what this is every day it's a battle it's, it's a spiritual battle for your sovereignty and for your, uh, your ability to be a master of your experience. Because one thing this book teaches that you're either, is that you're either a master of your experience or you're a victim of somebody else's, but there's no, there's no in-between. Um, and so your choices are operate in this vibration of victimhood or take control of your experience and start dictating the course of your reality. Um, and so when it, it, it's broken down like that and you really start to understand the principles, everything changes, everything
2: I think, the, like, you just mentioned the polarity with the blue and the red. I mean, that, that's that I think, was, like, one of, like, I, I, I understood those spheres on the tree. And, like, I understood the whole thing that was going on there in the Kabbalah. But I think, like, the way you mentioned the blue and the red, it's, like, I started looking that at, like, every sphere. And then started right. realizing that, like, every experience still has a polarity to it, still, in a sense.
3: Right, You well, know, and, 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 it,
2: and it, yes, yes, yeah. And I started looking at things more like that on the tree and I was like, this is making a lot of why we have all these different symbols that seem to make no sense or are almost opposites of each other. That's how this all fits because you're even showing polarity within... An occult, you know, archetype. It's it's hard to explain, but that book, I totally started to see more shit connect and make sense. Yeah,
3: and from a non-occultist-like point of view, because that was one of the, like I said, one of the first views, uh, one of the first books that was even in that realm. It opened my eyes up to stuff that I learned in the corporate world, stuff that I learned in a pretty high-level sports. I could play pretty high-level soccer for a while. A lot of this stuff, like polarity, uh, you see within... Like, everything has its opposite. And that was, I think there was a book, I can't remember, and we don't like name-dropping books anyways. Patriot, with well, the first time we met, you, you sent a book my way, and they, they really said that the same way. Like, as much as, like, masculine-feminine energy, as much as masculine energy can do one thing and aggress, it always needs a bit of feminine energy to equal it out. And either complete, absolute, would end up leading to some form of destruction in a lot of the parables that you see. <laughs> it and you kind of notice that in life if you're all one direction you're not really evened out and that's
1: well right everything is about balance i mean and we're we're here to create right i think we can probably all all agree that we are we are co-creators in this experience and that's one of the that's, that's like the main thing that we're here to do is is whether it's create change in our experiences or in the experiences outside of us or create art or create financial abundance or whatever like we're we're here to create that's what this that's, that's a big part of what this experience is about and like yeah. i think that something that people fail to realize is the 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 union of divine opposites right and we could use childbirth as an example right you're taking the divine the divine feminine and the divine masculine you're bringing those things together and it, that, those two things have the ability to create life right which sex sounds really arbitrary until you break it down like that and you realize that like these two divine opposites are being brought together to create life you have the uh you got like the masculine sun and you've got the feminine uh uh earth right that is that is coming together to create this experience in us right and I think also a lot of people don't realize that like the the sacral chakra area and your sexuality is very closely related to your ability to create right and so Understanding that the union of these two things, which we're taught to we're we're taught to be polar, we're taught that this is a man's man and this is a woman, and this is toxic masculinity and this (laughs) is this. But like, until you can find that balance, right, and be able to unite those things, you're not creating in the in in the way that you have the ability to create, right? You're not operating in that flow state, and I would argue that that's what that flow state is: is the union of these divine opposites and the finding of balance in one's experience.
2: Ah, yes. That's why I even think I, I think a lot of the middle pillar really in like when you start looking down like the middle of the tree and how you get all this zigzagging with the pets. I right. think when you see the zigzagging, it's like showing you at some point like in the middle of the tree. I think that is when like you have both energies at that one moment at that one time is perfect balance and beauty.
1: You right. know, and the balanced and not beautiful. polarized. It's a beautiful representation of the pendulum that we talk about yes. in Hermeticism, right? The yes. pendulum swing to the left will manifest to the right, right? And it, 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 it the universe always reciprocates. And so it's like the idea uh, as an alchemist is to be the constant, right? The world, the only constant in this change or the only constant in this experience is change, right? Things are always going to c- continue to change around you and you can cling to these things right and, and 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 ride that roller coaster back and forth or you can say okay i'm going to be the constant and i'm going to observe these things objectively and allow them to happen around me transmute the things that affect me in my experience and ignore the things that don't and everything gets really really simple really quick
3: yeah see i and if you're talking about the law of rhythm there right like the law yeah. of rhythm between the law of polarity I interpreted that as like kind of a different way is like, like I love the way you just broke that down as if you're the steadfast, watch both ways, kind of watch it. And just, if you can take what is good, take what's bad, be the, be the constant there. I was like, sometimes I take it as like the being in the flow with the rhythm, like understand the seasons in life and understand Mm -hmm. like, like, like you said, the, the times when you're suffering that, Obviously, will eventually lead to the times that you break through. You're never, you're never going to be right. stuck in that pole forever in life, right? Like, and so, uh, in the rhythm part of it, and that's what I've been trying to do lately, is because I was so wound up in everything that's been going on. I don't want to get into it because each of them are their own little things. I've been wound <laughs> up, and I've been getting emotionally hijacked, even though I'm noticing that everyone else is, and I'm making fun of people for getting emotionally hijacked. I notice I'm still doing it. It's just right. don't you hate like, that oh, too? Don't hey, you like, hate you that? Idiots! You're you're looking at this You crazy. like and I'm like, oh my god! I caught myself in the mirror. Day. I'm like, this I, I do hilarious. it all the time. Let's get out yeah. of this. So now I'm just kind of going with the flow and like, like you said, taking the experiences that I want to keep in and trying to now get that momentum, that rhythm, and like I always joke about this with with my friends. Like I feel the momentum. Like I genuinely feel the pendulum swinging now. I was, mm-hmm. I felt like I was held back for so long. So to get that rhythm now, but I like the way that you were saying it with watch that rhythm. Cause the rhythm is arbitrary in a way, like the good and the bad's arbitrary. If you can just watch that, interpret it and take the good and the bad, instead of waiting for the bad to turn into the good. You know well, right.
1: And there's a difference between observation and internalization, right? You can see something and you can know that it's there and you can understand mm-hmm. what it is. Without bringing that into your being and allowing that to affect your vibrations because Mm -hmm. this this visual right is you have these two poles that exist and we're constantly going to bounce back and forth between those two poles right and that creates a rhythm and that rhythm creates a vibration and that vibration dictates the way that the universe is going to interact with you right directly and a lot of that is created by the first principle, which is the principle of mentalism right and everything that exists. It has a direct relation to the mind state that precedes it, right? And so the only thing out of all of this that you can control is the state of mind, right? Which is ultimately what's going to dictate what happens next. And so you can get hung up on this and hung up on this and hung up on this and bounce back and forth, and that's what your experience is going to do, right? Or you can be the constant. You can say, yes, this is maybe not the, the most comfortable thing that's happening to me right now, but there is growth in this. And when it's on the other side and it's super good, you can say, yes, this is good, but I have to understand that there is going to be an equal and opposite reaction from that in my experience, <laughs> right? And not bounce back and forth and then create this vibration, this constant, right, that is going to allow you to manifest the, the reality that you want to exist inside. That's right, so yeah, yeah it's, so well yeah, it's important definitely. It's important to that, like man.
0: observe and not absorb, right?
1: Right, a really hard time with
0: totally, and also like to realize that suffering is a choice, right? You know, like obviously, change is constant and good and bad happens to all of us, but it's how you react internally. Like, it's about being in the rhythm. You can be in the rhythm and go with it, you're gonna suffer way less. Than if you resist, suffering is caused by resistance to change. Mm-hmm.
2: You know. So. What,
0: you know what I th-
2: I think is uh, even I think maybe a good way to try to uh, explain this, and I think um, Hatter, if you don't mind including you on this, I mean I I figure you do practice magic, right? I mean, absolutely. Okay, all right. So I, I can include you in as being a magician, magician. Sure thing. Um, for me, when I was a magician, I mean, I guess. Like, I guess, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to say I'm not still. I use still mental alchemy, which is what it's really all about, I think, in a sense, anyway.
1: Magic is creating but, change in accordance with will by ways not understood by science. Dude, we're all magicians. Yeah, it's true. How far we take it, dude. Everything yeah. is magic.
0: Well, so
2: uh, <laughs> I would even say, like, what you were saying about rhythm. I could see if, like, like, for me, let's say I was doing a ritual to get a certain... Or like just as a magician myself, if there's like yes. kind of like where, I, like if I'm looking at where I want to go, or what I'm trying to do or who I'm trying to be, it's almost as if like if you kind of you like using the Kabbalah or just certain things in magic, it's almost like you have a GPS now that you can use to say like, well, mentally, what do I have to rearrange here? And you can kind of put that on the tree of life and kind of work out your own rituals, wet energies or, you know, ideas, or archetypes, but like I see magic as almost being a GPS of like, if you, if you, you know, understand what you're doing to try to like get you in the flow of what you need to do to accomplish as well. Like, or get you Absolutely. into the rhythm, you know?
1: Absolutely. Like, I like think- if
2: I want to be this person or if I'm aiming for this, these are my different options to get there because these aren't good. Like you, you will find different routes to get where you want to go. To get into the right, flow, right, and I
1: think that indirectly, like it doesn't matter what form of esotericism that you're coming from, everything works that way. Whether it's the chakras, right, and 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 the way that you have seven of them that are all really, in my opinion, indirectly affecting the heart space, right? You've got three above and three below, and the idea is to find that balance. Now we're back to balance, but instead of having one way to approach it. Now you have seven different ways to approach it, right? And you can work on this, and you can work on this, and you can work on this to try to facilitate something in that center, right? Yes. In that balance. And I think right. with with magic, a lot of the ceremony and the rigmarole and the robes and the steps and the and, and, and the incantations and stuff are all to facilitate this mind state,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? That you're trying to facilitate to be able to create the change that you want to create. And they're just steps. It's a roadmap. It's somebody else's roadmap of how they facilitated this mindset, right? Because ultimately, it all goes back to what happens in the mind, right? Yes. what's going on in the mind, because that's what's going to be reciprocated infinitely in front of you. And so it doesn't matter what form of magic or mysticism or, or spirituality that you're approaching this from, it's all about facilitating the, 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 the proper state of mind.
3: Yeah. interestingly you killing in the corporate sales world i'm just letting you know that like <laughs> pretty much what we like they pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to get people to come in to, to preach mindset honestly i say this <laughs> half it. half jestingly like but but preach <laughs> like, like, mindset and to understand like you need like honestly we got hammered this in in fortune 500 companies with you got to focus on your target like as soon as you start bringing in ways uh, or other things, you're not, you're going to be off target. The other thing you said was finding the seven like different ways to approach a solution. Like we right. we, talk, we get talking like on high level uh, corporate sales, even in high level sports, it's like you have to be able to break down the problem in more than one way in order to succeed. You got to be able to outclass right. if it's MMA, if it's one-on-one combat, whatever it is, you have to be able to outclass the other person and look at it in different ways. This mindset thing is what is being terribly bastardized with the with the life coach thing, but it's all right there. Like, I think I was talking to you about this before about Bob Proctor. And once again, Bob Proctor, so if you Google it right now and look at the laws of the universe, you're going to have one of the biggest laughs you've ever had if we're talking about the Kabbalion. It's literally the laws of the kabbalion Rhythm, polarity, cause and effect, gender, like to a T, the exact same laws. And they teach this within. So, Hatter, you're giving me such a, a hard time because I'm always on the look now for who's trying to manipulate me. Everyone, which, which is true, right? That's what. That's, yeah, that's true, honestly, like we joke, I, I'm back against the wall, like not a chance you're gonna get me. I'm gonna take it. Dude, in everyone is in trying shelter. to
1: manipulate you, and everyone is trying to kill you. The food that you put in your body, mm-hmm. the water that you drink, the air you breathe, the soil you grow your shit in. Everyone is trying to kill you. Everyone is trying to deceive you. Most of your thoughts aren't even yours, <laughs> and. That's how, the, that's how the game
3: works, dude. So just- fair, fair, fair. So, like, but when you're trying to do this, right? Because, like, that's like that's the way I was, and it's very defeatist, right? I don't feel like you, like, you have to, like, say, so, well, everyone's out. Like, what do we do about it, right? So, yeah. like, we can, make, we can make our voices heard, which seems to really work well in Canada. Shut up, Canada. <laughs> I hate oh this God. country. With just everything in me right now, I'm so annoyed. But, like, so you try to make your voice heard. You try to go and uh, live a life, and is it a life of, like, just, like, everyone's trying to kill me, everyone's trying to manipulate me, which all true, by the way, I'm not discounting anything you're saying. I know all this shit now. I know all this shit now. Everyone is like, go look at what's in the shampoos. Like you are saying, we we don't need to talk about this between us because we know, go do a little bit of research. Everything's trying to kill you. How do you go in and how do you, this goes back to what we were talking about pre-show with taking in the things that serve you, taking in the things that don't, because everybody's trying to kill you. But do I think the information you're giving me right now is directly associated with killing me? Of course I don't. So how do you take in what is good and what would serve you in a way? Because honestly, now that I'm looking at Bob Proctor, am I saying, "Oh, Bob Proctor's a 32nd degree Freemason"? <laughs> Fuck him! Yeah. Like, no, I'm not saying that at all. I'm like, man, these are the Kabbalion. So like, I'm obviously going to say some of this stuff is pretty helpful to me in my life. How I interpret it. So it's just with everyone trying to manipulate you. With sales organizations trying to. Uh, say, like, trying to get you to focus on theirs, if I was running a sales organization, I'd kind of do the same thing, and it sounds like with what you try to tell people that are associated with you, you try to do the same thing as far as mindset, maybe not towards your product, your company, but that line is so much thinner than I gave it credit for coming in just, like, shitting on everybody, right? Saying, like, everybody's a a Freemason, everybody's trying to murder me, there's, like, babies being ritualized in, like, the conference room, like, I don't, like, where do we draw the line and say, like, what's beneficial, who's trying to help us, how do we help ourselves versus who is genuinely using me as a a spiritual sacrifice?
1: Well, the the, the answer is alchemy, you know, like, I I, I call this experience earth school, right? And all you get in earth school is lead. Right, it's your job to turn the lead into the gold, which is why understanding these hermetic principles and how to apply them practically to your life is so valuable, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's ways to operate outside of the system, right? I can drink distilled water that doesn't have fluoride and chlorine in it, right? I can go and harvest spring water. There is abundance everywhere in this experience. It's our mm-hmm. job to grab it. The money's not going to land in your bank account, right? But it's there. All you have to do is move it from here to here, and the universe will constantly give you opportunities to do that, right? All of this scarcity that we exist inside is manufactured. And, like, once you can get out of the system and go, wait, well, uh, does fossil fuels make sense? Um, wait, 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 uh, is, is there is there other ways to create, like, uh, why am I paying this much for this much? And you start to look at currency as more than your money right because your energy is currency your attention is currency right mm-hmm. this this these federal reserve banknotes that we're taught to trade our entire existence for is a very small percentage of what currency actually is when you start breaking it down to energetic exchange <laughs> right this is the amount of energy that I'm parting with for this amount of paper energy or for this amount of somebody else's energy because really you don't own anything right whether it's gold or anything you're just you're I just, own nothing and I'm happy it. You're just (laughs) transporting, yeah, well, exactly. But, like, gold's not expensive because it's pretty or because it makes jewelry. Gold's expensive because because it's hard to get, right? So you're not buying the gold. You're buying the dude with the pitchfork and the wheelbarrow that goes up into the mountains and beats it out of the earth and then smelts it down into a bar and then sells that to somebody else. And when you buy gold and then you sell it at a profit, someone's buying your energy, right? And so when you break (laughs) it down to just – even energetic exchange your whole life changes right because all you're getting from all these different areas is lead so how much of your energy are you willing to trade for lead you see what i'm saying no
0: 100 yeah, no, no, the no. law of vibration this,
3: right the law of What's vibration that? the law of vibration is the one that's got me with what you're saying perfectly like as far as like thoughts or things right this is this is all personal development i'm telling you if you guys like there's a book i'll, I'll maybe send you there uh patriot, just to see how like blurred these lines get. Yeah, sure. But, like your thoughts are things, right? Like if oh, yeah. you are thinking of something, it's creating a vibration, and maybe it's not on a frequency that we can understand, but it's creating a frequency, right? We-
1: well, yeah. And once you understand thought forms and egregores, like you could, they're alive too. They're not just things. They're living, conscious, sentient. They're they're creation embodied. Your thoughts so, are so
2: this. You know, it's funny, just real quick. I just want to throw this in there real fast is that, you know, you were talking about lead and thought forms and stuff. And I kept on like wanting to eventually say that, like, it's just funny. Now, when you get into occultism, Saturn is like to me, or where Benai is, is where you start getting into thought forms, but that is associated with lead. So it's just funny how, like, even occultism and alchemy or the Hermetic Kabbalah, you know, they all, this all has like, you know, things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go ahead, yeah. it's, all I, it's all connected that's the
3: one thing i i, I figured out over. like it's crazy to think if uh, all the like the vibration law really expands out no pun intended but it really does like go out like um, in multiple layers and that goes into that gets into the nefarious part where i've been trying to focus on but it's everywhere you can't stop it like for all we know the amount of like like the frames per second on the monitors that we're looking at. We don't know what's flashing in those like couple seconds. There's everything that we take the video games, the, the ads that we're all focusing, not focusing on. I saw a clip of a movie from Will Smith. I think it's called focus where he's explaining about how the guy is like, all right, we're going to play sympathy for the devil because in uh, sympathy for the devil, they say woo woo 75 times. And that's Chinese for the number 55. And we're going to play this in the car on the way to the thing. So, just everything that we're our subconscious, that like you said, like 90% plus is taken in, is being used against us. And I guess, the question me, like, how do you take power back within using these laws? Because that's it, being aware of the laws has been the first thing that's even given me any hope of like just being like, oh, see that? Oh, see that? Feel that? I can understand, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why is this person making me feel something? About something I've never known about so right now. Now they want me to like go outside and fight someone about it. Like that seems a little crazy. Should we go like,
0: through the principles really quick for anybody? Else? Yeah. Yeah, I we we really think really you should. should list them out because uh I think it'll be really helpful should. for people. There's also because there's seven and seven chakras, I found that interesting. Well, there's seven everything. everything. I know, right? Yeah, right. Seven, seven rings of Saturn. Seven's my soccer very... number. Yes. Ah. Oh, real there you go. Uh, <laughs> so... Confirmed. <laughs> do, do you, want me to, you want me to run
1: through them really yeah quickly? sure please before, man. do it okay so the first principle is the principle of mentalism this states that all is mind the universe is mental all thing and all things exist in the mind of the all now the all right is what is referred to in hermeticism as as uh, instead of god right because god has all of these connotations that are associated with it that are programmed into us since we're kids and and uh, we're taught that God is masculine, which Hermeticism teaches, that the all is above any form of gender. So the all is above all of these laws that we're going to go through. But what it, how it's defined is the substantial reality underlying the outward manifestations and appearances, which we know under the terms of the material universe, the phenomena of life, matter, energy, and in short, all that is apparent to our material senses. So everything that you're perceiving is a manifestation of the all. Right. And I think one of the things that it's it, how, it, how it says it is confusing, but it says the all is present in all. Right. And. All is present in the all. Right. Which is confusing. and That's kind of a contradicting statement, but that will make sense later when we get into these laws. Um, so principle of mentalism establishes that everything that happens is a direct result of the state of mind that precedes it. Before anything can exist in the physical, it must exist in your mind. Okay, so this is like Manifestation 101. Just like we are created in the mind of the all, we are creators of this experience, right? And so this is a principle that gets into our, our abilities as co-creators and where all of that stems, which is the state of mind that we were just referring to. Um, second principle is the principle of correspondence. Uh, we've all heard as above, so below, Right. This this is this principle being referenced. As above, below. So above. As the universe, so the soul. This states that everything on all planes of existence are connected in correspondence. The micro is the macro. The outer is the inner. Everything is cellular. Okay. Now, one thing that's important to remember about this is the mind takes everything as it is. Okay. And will recreate it. Ex- and will recreate exactly what we focus on the most. Okay. So this is when people are telling you like, not to focus on the things that you're afraid of because you're going to manifest them. This is, this is that principle, right? And it, 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 another important thing about this principle is that frequency determines experience, okay? Which is what you're talking about, vibration, right? And, and, and how our vibrations affect the things around us and how things around us affect our vibration, all of its frequency, right? Principle of vibration is next. This states that nothing mm-hmm. rests, everything moves, everything vibrates, Everything, no matter how large or small, is in perpetual motion, vibrating at a certain motion, speed, and frequency. This combination determines the physical or substantial form of any object. Okay? And this is, can be applied to everything. We're, we, as people, in this experience, are just carbon molecules that are vibrating at a certain speed, right? And we're exactly the same as the tree and the rock and the plastic. All of it is just carbon. It just appears differently because of the speed of its vibration right which is why science can't explain what bonds everything together because science won't acknowledge spirit and everything goes out the window at that point
2: you know i really think this that one the vibration really uh is huge really when it comes to magic
1: oh it's gigantic that's what it Because is we're not creating anything in magic we're just creating change right we're just changing the frequency of things around us by changing our frequency yes exactly
2: yeah yeah right
1: Mm -hmm. and this is where transmutation comes in. So you change your mental state, you change your vibration, you change your experience because your frequency and your vibration is ultimately what is going to dictate the way that the universe interacts with you yeah. because it reciprocates, right? The universe always reciprocates. What you are experiencing is a direct result of your vibration mm-hmm. okay? on a 100%. micro or macro scale. hmm Next principle is the principle of polarity. This states that everything is dual, everything has poles, like and unlike are the same, opposites are identical in nature, but different in degree. This is where it comes in with like the red-blue paradigm and all this stuff. They've got you focused on the poles so that you can't find balance, right? Because when you're in balance, you have, you're have you in this vibration of creation and transmutation. You can't transmute when you're stuck on one side. Yeah. Okay? It also states that all truths are but half-truths. All paradoxes may be reconciled. Dark, light, love, hate, good, bad, hot, cold are all varying degrees of the same thing. The difference is determined by the law of vibration. Some vibrate on a higher level, some vibrate on a lower level, right? This is where it comes in. It's like, okay, what temperature does water become cold or hot, Yes. right? Is the water changing or is the way that you're perceiving the water changing, right? So what is good or what is bad? All of these are only half true, right? It's all perception-based. Um, Well, I even think the
2: love and heat, love and heat is a great one too, because like there's so opposite, but it's like, at what point do you find the, where there's the middle? Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) How does that, where do you differentiate those? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There is none. They're just varying degrees of the same thing. All of it. Because everything here is, has poles. Everything here is dual. Everything. That's the, the nature of this reality. We live in a dual reality, right? So everything, everything has poles. And those, where things lie in between those poles is based on nothing but our perception, right? And so we can get hung up on these things or we can just understand that things are. Mm -hmm. Next principle is the principle of rhythm. I think this is the fifth one. Um, Pendulum swing manifests in everything. The swing to the right is the swing to the left. Rhythm compensates okay? There is rhythm between every pair of opposites. This is the force that enables one pull to the other. So for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. For every success, there will be a failure. For every failure, there will be an ounce of... For every success, there will be a failure. For every ounce of dark, there will be an ounce of light. This is cosmic balance, okay? And this rhythm creates a vibration. And we just established that vibration dictates your reality, right? So... Things aren't good or bad. They just are. Some things lie outside of the control of the alchemist. You allow these things to be. The key is to not let these things affect you or your vibrations, right? And you do this by finding a state of indifference. You live in the gratitude of the experience and not the ups or downs inside of it, right? Because we want to be the constant, right? The only change, the only constant outside of us is change. That's it. And so we can let that change drag us all over the place or we can observe monitor our vibrations dictate our state of mind and dictate the course of our experience because like we said a minute ago everything in this experience is cons- is consensual right it's ch- suffering is a choice we just we just went over that um, six principles the principle of cause and effect This states that everything happens in accordance with law, that chance is but a name for law not recognized. That's my favorite quote from the whole Kabbalion is, chance is but a name for law not recognized. (laughs) There are many planes of causation, but nothing escapes the law. Every cause has an effect, and every effect has an underlying cause, which is determined by law, okay? If you understand the consequences of your actions, you can choose what actions to take or not take, right? The alchemist wants to be the cause, not the effect, This makes you the master as opposed to the victim. There is no neutral. This is the law of polarity. Your polarity with the power of your mind and free will. You change your polarity with the power of your mind and free will. You change your experience, right? But all of these things are dictated by laws. Nothing is arbitrary. Nothing is chance. Everything that you were experiencing is a direct result of something that preceded that in accordance with law, period, Right. Which this principle gave me accountability. I spent my whole life mad. It was mom's fault. I got belted belted at hand. It was this person's fault. It was school's fault. It was this fault. No, no, it was my fault. Right. I'm the only one who has the ability to dictate the course of my reality. It gave me this accountability and this accountability gave me the courage to start making changes that were going to create the reality that I wanted to exist inside. Right. This principle was huge for me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I think taking personal responsibility and a lot of things that I kind of sucked in my own life and realizing, well, you know, it was kind of like my, it was all the choices I made that actually got me into that situation. Uh, That's like really fucking huge. And like, it can really change like the way you start perceiving like yourself in life.
1: Which is hard. But once you acknowledge that it's your fault, you can change it.
2: Yes. You can stop doing, you can stop being that or doing that.
1: Exactly. You learn from it. The last principle, and this is probably the most controversial one, but another one of my favorites, is the principle of gender. Okay? Gender isn't everything, everything has its masculine and its feminine principles. Gender manifests on all planes. Gender is often confused with sex. However, sex is only a physical manifestation of gender. Okay? So they're not the same. We're taught that these words are synonymous. And they're not. They're very different. One is the other, but the other isn't one. You see what I'm saying? It's like Mm -hmm. a a, a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle isn't a square.
2: (laughs) Yes, 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 yes.
1: So this is the yin and the yang. Psychologically, both qualities exist simultaneously in everyone, as well as in all things. Left and right brain correspond with this. Rational versus emotional. Giving versus receiving. Passive versus aggressive. Okay. Masculine is to deliver or to give. Feminine is to receive or absorb.
3: Yep.
2: There must be
1: balance between these two forces. Without the feminine, the masculine will act without restraint, resulting in chaos. Yes, the feminine without the masculine will reflect, will over reflect, and fail to do, resulting in stagnation.
0: With feminine yep. and
1: masculine working in conjunction, there is thoughtful action that breeds success. This points out that both actions fulfill each other. The union of opposites is how we truly come into our power as co-creators of this experience. And now we're back to this this union of these divine opposites. That is conducive to creation, right? And you can see how each one of these laws ties into everyone that precedes it and succeeds it, right? They're all connected. Kind of like we talked about with the chakras. These are seven different ways to approach the same thing, this heart space, right? Because if you're operating in this vibration of love and gratitude, the universe is going to reciprocate that, right? And so... All of it is this one giant law that corresponds with the rest of it. These these seven principles are just a roadmap to be able to break those things down individually, right? And approach it from a place of, of of unity. Because ultimately, like we stated before we started these principles, your mindset is what determines all of this, right? That's how you that's how you dictate your vibrations. And your vibrations dictate the course of your experience. And there's other things that you can use like crystals. You have to mind the people that you interact with because those are gonna alter your vibrations. But ultimately, learning to manage your vibrations is, this, is, is is synonymous with learning to create the existence that you want to experience.
0: Yeah. 100%, for sure. I think that goes back to, to what um, Corp was saying, of, like, asking the question of, like, how do we deal with, like, this reality that we're in? And, you know, there's a lot, obviously, going on uh, on a major society level right now. where they are trying to change society. So how do you deal with that? But I think that's the biggest piece is, like, no matter what they do, or try to impose, you're still in control of your vibrations. So, ultimately, they can't steal that from you, no matter what they ask you to put on your face, or put in your body, or whatever. You still have a choice of how... That's your sovereignty. Exactly. It's your sovereignty. And you have to claim that, as opposed to just, okay, like, yes, we still need to stay in rhythm and stay in balance, but then how do we claim that for ourselves? right? Right. Mm -hmm. And
3: I like the... You, I, that was yeah you explained that so much better than i did thank you <laughs> that's, what, that's what i was trying to say earlier yeah, yeah. yeah exactly the same thing but yeah. on uh, i also like the um, uh how does response there about the uh, how and i've used this recently is how do you spend your energy spend your oh boy your energy like currency your energy is currency right. and you can feel your energy right which is how i felt about almost everything Oops which is like, I just refuse to allow myself to be sucked in the energy of all that crap lately. However, it's depressing when you come back in to look around and things haven't changed and they're progressively getting worse. So in my reality, it's, it's, I don't know, but that's kind of what we're saying about it. Life's a dance in a way, right? We're we're dancing in in different directions, trying to get the vibrations of something. You feel certain vibrations or a bad song or whatever, and you're, you're all of a sudden kind of shied away from it, or you're trying to grow from it or whatever it is, but it's so tough for me to, uh, what you just said is how do you stabilize yourself when everything's pulling at you? Mm. And It's the people that are close to you now, almost all feel like zombies. Like, I don't want to over-exaggerate it, but they almost all feel like <laughs> zombies now, right? So they're just like coming in and it's just like, or we talked about, uh, we called them parrots the last time they're a patriot, right? They're just Probably. parroting uh, what it yeah. is. And it's like, it's so to try to shut those out has been the most difficult for me because they're close family, close friends, close, whatever the people that you in your mind want to spend your energy with. But
0: I think too, like what you're saying, Corp, I I have experience with that in my own life. I'm sure we all do. And a lot of the people who are listening to this. Um, But I think the best way to get people on board or like in a similar vibration to you is to keep, projecting the vibration that you want them to catch up to eventually
1: it might right. take
0: them a long time or they may never get there but that's part of their life journey you know but the best right. way to like ignite that in other people is to emanate that yourself
1: totally well and we're taught to be energy vampires We're, <laughs> we're raised with, and a lot of it is with the words we use in word magic right oh like
2: fucking that, mouths of fucking weapons man
1: Oh, to, well, <laughs> and people don't understand that our language is based on sacred sounds, right? And and our letters are runes, right? We Us arranging those runes into different formations is called spelling. We're casting spells with our words. But it's also important to remember that words are not written or read. Words are spoken. The word is vibrated and the word is yes. received, right? And this is why certain scripts from the Bible, uh, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God, right? And a word is felt it's emitted and it's received there's a masculine action and there's a feminine action that takes place in that word right and there are things that we're taught to say like you make me so happy right which sounds like a really nice thing to say but what you're saying to that person is that they're responsible for your state of happiness yeah. see what i'm saying and so it's something that's coming out of you that's meant to be really nice. But what, how, that's being, how that is being subconsciously perceived is now it's my job to make this person happy. And if I don't do my job, they're going to be unhappy, right? And now you're accidentally being an energy vampire. You see what I'm saying? That's and deep. it's in that's everything that's true, though. that we're taught in the words that we use and the things that we watch on TV. And now we're back to this programming that we have to break, right? Because most of the thoughts that we're thinking aren't even our thoughts, right? And most of the actions that we're taking don't align with our intention. And so getting a handle on your thoughts and understanding what thoughts are yours and what thoughts aren't, and then learning to align those thoughts with your intentions and your actions is a, is, is a totally different it's a, it's a process in, its, in itself, you know, that we're, we're taught to do the opposite. Um, and so basically a big part of hermeticism for me was throwing out everything I thought I ever knew.
2: Yeah, right? that's huge. And
1: I found hermeticism through crystals, hmm. right? Because I was taught that anything I – was, I was raised very uh, religious, okay? And I thought that religion was the same thing as spirituality, which I've since learned are, are, are again, not synonymous. These are more words that are used to enslave us. Uh, by being taught that they're the same thing, But I was taught that crystals were bad, and and, and alchemy was like was like this dude in a in a in a uh, you know in his <laughs> lair like concocting some potion That's that we was poison the whole yeah. world with
2: all these beakers all over the place, it, like,
1: you know. <laughs> and uh, so experiencing crystals and understand and feeling my vibrations change by where I could hold this stone, right, and it had a direct. Effect on the way that the universe interacted with me, right? I could change my vibrations by bringing this stone into my auric field. And once you understand vibration, like you really understand vibration, in that everything that exists here not only is vibration, but carries a specific vibration, right? And that these It's two vibrations, whether it's a crystal or whether it's a person. These two vibrations are going to come together and create a new vibration, which is going to dictate a new response from the universe. Everything changes, right? So now I'm starting to understand vibration, what it is on on a universal level. And so now how can I dictate consciously the vibrations that I'm going to emit as the human animal to try to dictate the way that the universe is going to respond to me? You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. And it just
1: kind of snowballed, and it starts. You learn about back to everyone's trying to kill me or whatever. You learn that like you can't talk. You learn word magic. You don't want to say anything, right? Like you learn that there's garbage and all the p- stuff you're putting in your body. You don't want to eat. You don't want to drink. You don't want okay. So now you can't eat or drink. You can't talk. You don't want to leave your house because you're going to create <laughs> vibrations that are going to be reciprocated throughout the universe that are going to dictate. You know what I mean? And so it's like it's almost like I don't want to. I don't want to move. I don't want to breathe. I don't want to do anything. And then it's like wait 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 wait. I dictate this, right? I'm the master of my experience. Take accountability for where you're at and the things that have happened in your life. Understand that the things that have happened in your life don't dictate what's going to happen in front of you, right? We're not who we were, okay? And this is something that sobriety taught me. Um, I'll have four years in October. Like, I'm not the person who I was when I was drinking. I'm not the person who I was yesterday. I'm not the person who I was when I woke up this morning or Mm -hmm. who I was five minutes ago. Right. And the person I used to be does not dictate the person that I'm going to be moving forward. Right. And so this whole understanding of vibration and everything, it just it 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 creates this entirely new reality for you to exist inside. But to create a new reality, you have to destroy the old one. Right? And mourn it and leave it.
2: Uh you know, you know what was you know, it was pretty some shit that stuff you said was pretty deep. Uh for me, like I, I kind of had like an experience like You know, with this whole vibration thing, because like I said, I thought this was much more important when it comes to magic than uh, most people realize. And I was really kind of focusing a lot on that. And, uh, you know, I had already been into the Kabbalah for a while, the Hermetic Kabbalah. And then I ended up reading the Gita. And there was a lot of stuff in that that, uh, you know, I, I take it as like this was like kind of in his head. And not really all these people were really there on the battlefield. I just took it as more as mentally or internally. And when you start looking at like, you know, thinking of vibration, like uh, like everything, before I'm saying something, I'm having the thought in my head, which is a vibration. And then (laughs) somehow it just comes out of my mouth. But like, or whatever I'm thinking, it's a vibration. And then that dictates the rest of like how I react or do anything. And right. I, I guess because uh, of the Gita, I started realizing like this kid's like looking at his father, his school teacher, or whatever, his neighbor, and like when I was doing like I guess you call it shadow work, I started thinking about like like what you're saying. I guess like uh, maybe even now tying in polarity, like my views on certain things have you know been programmed because of what somebody else told me. And do I really agree with that? It's like, you really have to go back and it's like, like reprogramming yourself. Cause like you were saying, you have to toss everything to the curb and then actually think like, (coughs) do I agree with the way that I've actually been thinking and brought up?
1: Exactly. You
3: know, it's super tough to do real time, right? Like everyone's like, Oh, (laughs) I can take a step. Someone's talking to you. It's your buddy or you are someone, your family member. And they say something that you're inclined to agree with. Right. They say, like, oh, school shootings are bad. Well, of course they're bad. So it's like you don't want to take the thing that, uh, like, the whole subject, but you are, like, forced to agree with it. But if you can take a step back, you can be like, all right, of course they're bad. Manipulating terrible deaths of people to get everyone hijacked <laughs> into getting you to do something that's going to beneficial uh, benefit a corporation is <laughs> way worse, right? Like, yeah, it's like you were using yeah. all, like, so we, but we don't talk about all that. So we're, we're conditioned to, like in real time, go with the flow of whatever we've been <laughs> learned. Like, right. And it's, it's when you take step backs, it's when you, when you realize it, that's where, uh, for me, I don't know. I'm still walking that line. Cause, uh, every day you're challenged with it. every minute you're challenged with it. But I love what you said about like one plus one for me is always three because two thoughts, you're always like this, the third thought that's there, that vibration that only we can get through, through conversation. It, it, it almost creates its own Shit. Something. Yeah, well,
1: damn. Well, and I think that one thing that several, like a lot of people fail to realize is that the mind and the brain are not the same thing, right? And that your emotions are used to hijack you, to get you to operate inside the brain, which is from a place of programming, right? So we're taught that our brain is what is producing our thoughts, right? When in reality, our brain isn't capable of producing a thought right our brain is an amplifier of thought like an antenna okay mm-hmm. so the mind is the consciousness that is using the brain via the pineal gland to project that thought into this physical reality mm. you see what i'm saying mm. and so you can't be operating from the brain and the mind you're either operating from the brain or the mind it's like you can't think you know something right you either <laughs> think something or you know something right? oh
2: yeah i think that's a big difference thinking. too
1: yeah, and so, like, when we are and our emotions are used to trigger us, which gets us operating in the emotional brain instead of the rational brain, right? This happens mm-hmm. all the time. The key is not to operate in either. The key is to operate from a state of mind as opposed to a state of brain because ultimately your brain is like is like a computer, right? You have hardware that's installed on your computer, and all that can happen with this brain is the, is the, is the, the programming that's been put into it. Right. And so when you're operating from the brain and you're second guessing yourself and you're thinking things, you're asking, what am I, how am I supposed to feel about this? What is right? What is wrong? All these questions that have been programmed into you since you started going to school or since you were born re- in, in reality because your parents have been programmed and they're regurgitating their programming. To yes.
2: You, yep. Right.
1: Why my dad and I don't get along is because he's regurgitating the same thing that was regurgitated to him when he was a kid. Right. He's telling me what his dad told him and his dad told him what his dad told him. You see what I'm saying, and mm-hmm. so this information that I'm receiving is 200 year old information that is clearly outdated, right? But it's right in my father's mind because he respects his father, and that's what his father told him.
2: Yes, yeah. You see what I'm
1: saying, and no, so being I, I bring able that, to reject I, the programming and create your own right or your own normal is is hugely important as far as as far as getting out of the system and and and, and dictating the course of your vibrations.
2: You know, it's funny. I I. You know, talking about, I guess, like family and stuff and like, uh, you know, like I'm you know, brought up like kind of like an Italian, you know, family. And, uh, you know, when you're talking about, I guess, you know, that just how their fathers and just that shit just repeats. Uh, unfortunately, at some point, I kind of like realized that I was like, you know, not for nothing. And I have said this before and like, you know, I'm Italian, so I think like it's OK for me to say this. When you start looking at like just like a lot of Italian traditions, I mean, you have to also look at you know people left Italy and came here because of fascism. Right. Doesn't mean that you know what? At what point was fascism too much for them and then they left and brought some of the okay fascism thoughts and ideology over here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? Like I'm always just to respect somebody because they're older than me. I, I don't know this motherfucker. I'm not the one who told his parents the fuck before I was born. Like, I don't like, you know, like, there's just certain things are just do because I'm so-and-so or this and that. I just realized, like, there's, like, a lot of, like, kind of... uh do as you're told, like fascist ideology being brought up, right. and an Italian family. I hate to
3: say it. Lot, lot of foreign cultures. Uh, <laughs> like, like you know, it's yeah, kind of fucked up. Kind of upbringing, and you got to believe it's very close, very same thing. Like do as you're told, beta. Like it's very, like, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> like it's it's all like just stick along, or you're outcast black sheep of families. Like they they take that shit seriously. Yes. Yeah. on the thing, but but uh, it's like it may not even be it? done in the, in a
2: wrong way. It might be trying to be you know being nice, but like it doesn't. I don't know. It's like. No, I mean, and that's where
3: I was step asking back kind of look earlier, at and that's a better analogy: is how do you draw the line of what's like? Because, like in my, like I have a great relationship with my parents, but some of the stuff that my parents tell me, like you're saying, Hatter, is 100% dated, and you you know it. But I don't fault my dad on it because I'm like he obviously just wants what's best for me, and he thinks he knows it. But I'm you're telling him a thing or two. <laughs> he <thinks>. But he's <laughs> he's he's understanding that. So it's it goes back to even like how do you like I was thinking this. The earlier, like when people read the Kabbalah, uh, the Kabbalion, and they're like, "All oh, right, the laws of the universe, right?" And then they go and read maybe Bob Proctor. Maybe they read that first, but it's from like the personal development. They're like, "Screw this liar! He's trying to manipulate my thoughts and get money off me." And it's like they're saying identically verbatim the same thing. How do we cut w- what we perceive as manipulation? Because everything, like you said, everything is manipulation. Everything, like, is to sell something. It, it feels like it. So, like, what makes us say, like, okay, this thing? Because it it gets me to the point of thinking, are they manipulating people? Like, you know how we are saying everyone has their flavor of corruption? Everyone has their flavor of, like, manipulation. <laughs> so it's like the, the left and the right are saying the same bullshit, but they know how to talk to their audience. It's all marketing, right? It's okay. like I know how to market to my audience to manipulate you. So it's like what? who's to say in the secret societies if they're saying a lot of this? That because I think we talked about this in the very first episode with you and Lux is when as you got up to a certain point, you found out it's all the same bullshit, and they always are keeping something from you that's going to get you to completely expand your mind. So who's to say all of this, all all of this shit is not in a way to get the your mind manipulated in a certain way, and then from there it goes back to my question before what the fuck do we do about it? Like, what well, do we do and- about it? And when, what life do you live? Like, is your life going to be like, just everybody's out to get me. I'm going to get my <laughs> vibrations and everybody, like, I hate the defensive nature of that. But then again, when you completely de- like dissect yourself, you find yourself in no man's land where you're like, not allowed to fly in your own country. You're like fighting for rights. You didn't know you lost. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, what the hell just happened in the last six months? And I, when I was just trying to grab my power or trying to grab like my attention back, the things that bring me the energy that I want to put out—that makes sense. Do I sound like an angry old man? Right no, no, no.
1: <laughs> well, I think that it's back to uh, everything is consent-based, right? Like you can approach it from a place of everyone's trying to kill me, and that makes me angry, right? Or you can look at it objectively and choose not to allow those things to happen.
3: How do I kill See them? You know thing <laughs> And so,
1: like, one of the most profound things we were on family, one of the most profound things that anybody's ever said to me was, I was at, at uh, Mount Shaston, my first pilgrimage there, right? And i had eaten a bunch of mushrooms, and I'm sitting in this fire with in a, in a giant drum circle, and there's, like, this dude playing a didgeridoo next to me, and I'm just like, <laughs> you know. And this dude, Tenzin, comes up, and he sits down next to me, and he says, you want to know something, Jeff? And I said, sure. He says, you're the black sheep. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I am like, how is that helpful? Like, how is that? He says, Well, everyone here is the black sheep. And I'm like, Okay, I'm feeling a little better about this. And he's like, You wanna know why you're the black sheep? And I'm like, Yeah. And he goes, To teach you the illusion of the Earth family. Okay. And it was like Boom! Right, and it made me realize that like none of this is arbitrary. Whether it's the family and the and the trauma that comes associated with that, or the people that we encounter, or our government, or all of these things that we're taught to allow them to be our master. Right? Whether it's whether it's heritage, or not heritage, but but family tradition, or, or beliefs that were passed down, or what we're taught at school, or us being afraid to be an outcast, all of these things are an illusion that are trying to keep us from operating in this vibration of creation, right? Everything. And so when you start to look at all of the different layers of this thing as an illusion, and when you take, instead of, why is this happening to me? right? Allowing this to make you angry. If you take, why is this happening to me? And you change that to why have I put myself here? And what am I meant to learn from this? Now it's not negative. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're growing from it, it's not a negative. Everyone can try to kill me. I don't have to allow them to do that, right? That's a choice. That's a choice. There's things that can be transmuted around me all the time. So again, you can take this two separate ways. Like Ah, everyone's trying to kill me and be mad about it, right? And and be a recluse and hide from everything, or you can it, it's almost impossible to program someone who knows you're trying to program them. It, it literally exactly. Almost yeah.
0: exactly. Right? That's and the so cool you thing. can
1: choose, you can choose to not consent, right? One of the first videos I made was your compliance is your consent, and your consent makes you complicit, right? It was the three C's. You complying with something means, okay, yes, I'm going to participate with this, which makes you part of the problem. Now you're not just accepting something, you're perpetuating something, right? So it's very easy to choose not to participate. Now that means a few things. That means you're going to have some alienation to deal with. That means that you're going to have some Mm. new habits that are going to have to be created because you're not going to be able to go out and drink with the same people on Saturdays anymore, You know what I mean? And so, but all of these, none of these things are necessarily bad. They're just change and you can embrace them as that change and learn to grow from them or you can let them restrict you, right? But but ultimately, like every aspect of this experience is up to us, right? Are you going to continue drinking the tap water? Because you can know that it's going to kill you and you can drink the tap water and you can be angry about it. Or you can get water that doesn't have chlorine and fluoride and 130 other chemicals in it right? You can spend a little bit more money and people say, like, oh, I don't want to get organic. It's too expensive. Well, this is just energy, right? How are you managing this energetic exchange between you and the universe, right? Or have you, have you done anything to increase the efficiency of your energetic exchange? For example, uh, have you gone and learned to trade or looked into self-employment or trying to figure out how to, because ultimately like we are the value, right? And we're taught since we, we we are very first, since we first get here, we're taught that we're not, mm. right? But no corporation has any value without the person at the bottom, right? It doesn't matter whether you're stocking mm-hmm. shelves or anything. If you don't put that milk on the shelf, nobody can buy it. There's no value. It's not the milk that's the value, right? It's not the store that you're working at that's the value. You are the value. You see what I'm saying? So claiming That value and claiming the abundance that's associated with that value means that none of this other shit matters, right? Financially, none of it matters. As from a health standpoint, none of it matters. From a mental standpoint, none of it matters. From an emotional standpoint, none of it matters. From a spiritual standpoint, none of it matters. Like once you find that sovereignty, the world can do whatever it wants, right? The world can do whatever it wants cuz you can't control that but you can create this reality that you exist inside right and you can perpetuate that and you can grow that reality a little bit more each day.
2: Yeah. Right? But yeah.
1: Th- as an alchemist, that's it. That's that's <laughs> that's it. You know, focusing on the things that you can't control is not going to help you or help the other people that it's affecting or help anyone. It's just you wasting energy. It's you shooting this energy into the ether. And once you realize that energy is never created or destroyed, it's just transferred. Right? We're not, we, we don't create, we're not creating anything from nothing. We're transmuting. It doesn't matter what we're doing. Everything that ever has or will exist already exists, right? We're just changing things. We're creating by creating change, mm-hmm. right? We're taking something and we're making it something else by using, we're, we're superseding laws by using other more powerful laws. That's it. That's all we're doing here. And so once you look at it as like, I'm just going to change what I can change into what I can change it into, and that's going to be enough for me. None of the other shit matters. None of it does, right? Like it doesn't, it's, and it's sad that people are getting, that other people are still drinking the fluoride water, right? But I can't, I can't make somebody care about what they're putting into their body.
3: You can lead a horse to distilled water, as they say. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, but they're not going to drink it, you know? And so again, it's all just, it's all how you're, you're going to allow these things to affect you, right? You can yeah. allow them to make you angry or they, you can allow them to inspire you to make changes in your life that may or exactly. may not lead to changes in other people's lives, right? But you have to be okay with either outcome. Yeah. Totally. Maybe me living this way isn't going to help anyone, isn't going to make anyone else live this way, but I know that this is the healthy choice for me and I'm going to do it and I'm going to do my best to present this to other people in a way that they can digest, right? Because you trying to feed somebody something that they're not ready to ingest is just going to make them reject it. Right. It's gonna make them further rejected. And so another thing is like focusing on your journey. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Everyone in our life is going is is on their own journey. Right. And it's not our job to dictate the course of that journey. We wouldn't be who we are now if we hadn't experienced the trauma and the suffering, the things that had been that had happened in our past. Right. So who are we to take that from someone else?
3: Yes. Justin Trudeau is who you are to take that from someone <laughs> <laughs>
1: else.
3: Well, nobody
1: wants to be Justin never Trudeau, right? this go. Castor, Whatever you want yes. to call him. You know, oh, my God,
3: yeah. Yeah, Chester Jr. as we call him up Chester here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For real, though, you, you know, the thing you said uh, a little bit ago about, like, the nothing ever created or destroyed, kind of I was listening to a uh, podcast with a comedian named Neil Brennan, And he was talking about taking ayahuasca in this situation, and it kind of, like, reset him in a sense that he felt, and the way he described this, I've kind of been there before on a different trip, was how he felt like he was there before the Big Bang. And when you think about that as, like, that almost feels like every thought, every vibration we put out is before the Big Bang. And that one, I I still haven't put that into my, yeah
1: linear time is a falsity. It's a construct that's designed to create things like a uh, a manufactured scarcity. Like, it sounds silly to say because we're taught to perceive things linearly, but there is no such thing as time, right? Our brains are perceiving things as happening one after the other, after the other, after the other. You are experiencing this incarnation at the same time that you're experiencing every other incarnation that you've taken part in. You see what I'm saying? Like, outside of this experience... There is no time, right? And we can all agree, I think, that this experience is bigger than what we are partaking in right now. Like, unless you think that when you die, you're just gone, gone and you're nothing. Right, unless you think that that when you die, that is the it, and and everything that is your consciousness or whatever is just disintegrated into nothingness, then you have to agree that it's bigger than this experience. And if you agree that it's bigger than this experience, then you agree it's bigger than this construct of time that's been presented to us in this experience. And so when you're talking about perceiving something like it happened before, you know, the Big Bang, which is an ideology that I don't necessarily agree with. I think that uh, this is created. Uh, all of this is part of a divine creation and hermeticism. It's taught that we exist inside the mind of the all. Um, And just like, so basically the, 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 the all the mind of the all has created this construct that we exist inside and we have the right and the ability to uh, create inside of that construct. It's like a dream that's overlapping with other dreams inside a bigger dream. Mm. Right. And so um, one thing that my girlfriend and I had a big conversation about was like, I used the word simulation, which really, she really didn't like. And it's like, what we were able to agree on is that this is an experience that has all of the properties of a simulation, but it's not a simulation. You see what I'm saying? Because something is exists outside of this. You see what I'm saying? But that doesn't make this false.
0: Yes, I would agree with right?
1: that. And so, um, time... Is a construct that's been presented inside this that gives our human brain a a linear order for these things to take place inside so that we can perceive them. Because if we tried to perceive everything that's ever going to happen in our life at the same time, our brains couldn't handle it. See what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. And so when you use certain psychedelics and you leave this body and the constructs that come with it because i believe that we've all agreed to come and live in this meat suit right that is very restricted right This the the human brain can only process so much can only handle so much energy right it, but it, it's a, a very limited vessel that we've agreed to come down and participate in but once you are outside of this vessel whether it's through astral travel or a psychedelic experience or a, a dream all of those rules go outside the window, and now you don't have to perceive things in this linear fashion the way that you do when you're in your body. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, for sure. And I guess the Big Bang—I'm not talking about like like the planets existing, right? Uh-huh. I'm talking about like I've had a mom, sorry, I've had a drug trip before where I like it, <laughs> it like took me to a place where it's like a white wall. Like, I'll, I'll this is the most vivid thing in my mind. It was a white wall, and there was these three red buttons on it, right? And it was, there was nothing. There was no time. There was no space. There was no people. There was no thoughts. There was no vibrations. There was no words. It was just a white space and a wall. And then there was three buttons. And it, it, it felt like a fucking eternity until I realized, oh. like, something just clicked into my conscious. And it said, you need to make the, like, you need to press a button or something. Or you, the action needs to be you. And I stood up and came to and shat my pants with, with like, panic. But when you think, that's what I kind of perceived when he said the, the moment before the big bang which goes to the moment, like it almost goes to the Kabbalion, is that when you actually put it into action, like you're not, you can't think anything. You actually have to put the action in before anything is existing. Otherwise, it's just a thought, a vibration, Uh, right? You need to put the action into doing something Mm
1: -hmm. and action is the part that's missing. If you are an infinite being, right, then you have no beginning or no end, right? So at whatever point, things came to exist, you were there.
3: Uh, See what I'm saying? Kinda. Not like just I'm trying to dump like I'm trying to like process it not through what we know, I'm trying to process it through like just culture. Like we do have a finite beginning and end in birth and death to an extent. The spirituality, so I'm trying to I'm trying to process what you said. Can you repeat what you said about like
1: if you are an infinite being Right? Because it is it is my belief that we, are souls, our consciousness is infinite and unlimited. Okay? And you can make the mm-hmm. argument that as a fractal of some divine no, consciousness survive, or yeah. divine... Whatever. Okay, but if you are infinite, then by definition, you have no beginning and no end. Right? Which mm-hmm. means that whenever all of this transpired, right? And we can argue about how that happened or whatever, but whenever all of this came to be. How does it come to be? There? If it's
3: infinity, by definition, it can't came to come to be.
1: Well, like, that's yeah. the paradox. That's the paradox. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And so whenever this, all of this transpired, right? And you could say, you could make the argument that it's always been here, but it's never been here at the same time. You see what I'm saying? And so my, my point was, as far as like you existing before all of this existed, what I was saying was like, this moment where everything came to be if you are infinite then you were there your consciousness witnessed that right so you stepping out of this meat suit and out of this experience and you actually coming in to that infiniteness of your of your soul of the real you okay was there you saw it happen you were a part of it you're a fractal of that moment if it ever existed Right, so you leaving this experience, which is very possible, and I think that if anybody who denies the, the, the ability for that to happen hasn't done DMT, right? <laughs> because you got tons of Sorry, people from that's all what over they the were world. talking
3: about, not ayahuasca when I was saying it. That Neil Brandon thing that he was telling me it was DMT, but the Tetris,
1: it's a realm. It's yeah. a realm. you got people that have never met each other from all these different cultures that are seeing the same thing, experiencing the same beings on the other side, right? And you can't explain that outside of a place that they went, right? It's another dimension. It's another realm that people are visiting, and the, the only way that, they, that that could really be facilitated was by traveling, there, right now you can we can argue about whether that's frequency or whether that's your con- consciousness actually traveling somewhere. Because if you ask me, like everything is frequency, space travel is frequency, like everything. I don't think you can get in a rocket ship and fly sixty-three million miles away from here, right? I space think that there fake. are ways that you can alt. What's that? Space
3: is fake. So well, that's it like, exactly, that's I'm, I'm just I'm messing with you. I'm just messing with you. I, I'm 100% I disagree,
1: what you're saying so probably. far. <laughs> I don't disagree. I don't disagree about fake fake in the context that it's been presented. I think yes. that says yeah, the I biggest money too. laundering scheme that there is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so, like, and I had a really hard time with, like, the whole star seed shit and the, the, the Pleiadians and the Arcturians, right? Because that's a different star system and you got to get in a spaceship and you got to travel. And I just, I can't do that. I, I That does not fit into my reality, right? But my girlfriend presented it to me, like, frequency, right? These other... These other star systems or whatever are more like other dimensions. They're accessed through a change in vibration or a change in frequency, right? You see what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so, and when you read, when you see how that, like the Sumerian gods, for example, were depicted, right? Mm-hmm. These beings had the ability to just vanish, mm-hmm. right, and travel between these different dimensions. Which sounds really crazy. It sounds like these primitive beings who are, are making up bullshit. But when you break down to what makes us exist here is a certain frequency or a certain vibration, right? And mm-hmm. the human brain can only perceive like 1% of the spectrum of light and the spectrum of sound,
3: right? Which is both frequency.
1: Wait, wait, like, exactly. Both, both yeah, of them. They're both just forms of vibrations, right? Mm-hmm. And then you'd say like, okay, well, you can make the argument that dogs exist in more than one dimension at the same time because they can perceive things that we can, but they also can perceive things that we can't as far as lights and sounds and shit, mm-hmm. right? And now if you're with me still... <laughs> think about the fact that what means, what says that someone couldn't drastically change their frequency or their vibration and render themselves right out of this experience or our perceivable experience, right? So when you have these Sumerian gods, they all had this little man bag that they carried around, right? <laughs> yeah, they were yeah, always yeah. depicted with it. It's like, dude, is this That's Louis funny. Vuitton from <laughs> 6,000 years ago? You know what I mean? Or man bags in style back then. But if you think, well, what if this was an OG fanny pack? Thing? <laughs> what if this was a device that gave the the gave them the ability to drastically alter their vibrations into a different dimension or a different frequency
0: mm.
1: that didn't align with our perceivable reality? You see well, what I I'm
2: think saying? that's okay. all that magic actually is. Tell you the truth, So like what you're talking about now, and I think like maybe uh, th- maybe that's why it's a little confusing. I, like, this all makes sense to me because of thinking it in a magical sense. Like, that's all magic is. In my opinion, you're going to change your vibration to actually leave this meat suit and go back to spirit before you manifest it physically here.
1: Right. So, like, Outside's so to me, I inside.
2: can see how this all makes sense because I do believe that's exactly what magic all is. is literally slipping out of your body and going into she a different like vibration.
0: She looked like she had an aha moment. <laughs> yes. So... It's just funny that you brought up, like, the bag, like, in the Sumerian God depictions. Because I just find, like, right now in so many, like, films, especially, like, kids' movies, they keep showing kids this, like, interdimensional and interportal like, travel through, like, for example, like, Sonic the Hedgehog, he throws rings. Right. He throws rings and he steps through a portal. Same with Shang-Chi. He throws rings and then the portal appears. Um, Metaverse, like, all this kind of a concept of inter- dimensional reality is right. just being put in like our faces and especially like i have two young kids so i see it all the time it's being put in their faces a lot Mine's and it's also fantastic video side. games like right.
3: crazy like Fortnite yeah, and all those things like sure. the, i watched i think we talked about it last time the picture of Fortnite is like above uh so as bo- uh as above so below like literally it's a world flipped yeah. another realm in a dome and you're like
0: but we're yeah. it's <laughs> fantasy
1: it's We're talking fantasy. It's fantasy right? <laughs> right. Just like is they that- put Harry Potter in front of you, right? right? And they teach you that magic is a lightning bolt shooting out of the end of a magic wand, right? They put it in Sonic, right? And it's like yeah. this is some crazy portal. Like, like it's like it's fantasy, but in reality, like we have the ability to create portals inside of our experience. There's different there's I mean, you can turn anything into a portal. I've, 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 I've talked about shower portals and and tree portals that allow you to literally change. It's like timeline jumping, right? Because your timeline is ultimately dictated by your reality. So if you climb in the shower and you tell yourself that when you walk out of the shower, you're walking into a reality that's more favorable, you are creating that. You are creating a portal and you're stepping into this other reality because you dictate all of this. You see what I'm saying? And so they take totally. these simple ideas and they make it fantastic so that you think that you can't do it. That's for magicians. That happens in fantasy land, mm-hmm. right? So that you don't understand that magic is right in front of you all the time.
3: Yeah. Right. And it's that funny you to are think the that,
1: magician. Yeah. yeah it's
3: so, funny to think if you pull yourself back, like I've watched a lot of this stuff, like I'm a Harry Potter fanatic. big, And I'm actually rereading the books right now in a new mindset, like of like, what the hell are they trying to, you know what I'm saying? Like, are they trying to get you? But like a lot of the stuff is like, like, for instance, like, like, what you put behind your words in the spell, like, you really have to let this feeling fill you up. Like, you have to just block out everything. It has to be the happiest you've ever been to produce the best Patronus. I'm telling you, I'm a nerd. But, like, that, all that stuff, if you start looking in, they do go with some of these principles on it. So, I've been, like, before, I'm like, when you talk to your friends, that's what makes (laughs) me agree with you completely, where it's like, these are being used to seem fantastical. Someone's like, you're talking about a movie. This multiverse shit is the Avengers, which I haven't seen a single Avenger, but Stuff I talk about, they're like you're just talking about the plot to the Avengers, and I'm like, what? Like, yeah. so I I get that part of it, but then there's the part of with these guys being occultists, are they? Is everyone playing their role, or are they just trying to say their piece in their own art form? Like, for instance, you, you and I know going and telling everyone that the Earth is flat or whatever we think is not going to be the easiest way, but if you're able to go and maybe have a analogy or a story that you're able to tell and that's your way of expressing that art i have thought that I, myself about a lot i don't of know I, I can't tell
2: yeah like sometimes it, it's hard it is, to figure out like is this person trying to like mind fuck people in humanity or are they trying to just like tell you what's really yeah, going on? <laughs> sometimes it is i think a little hard to determine
3: like Stanley Kubrick, right? Like, I think that he's pretty famous for that. Like, is when he, like, well, like, died, even like David Lynch,
2: it's like, you know, is, is he trying to show you or is he trying it? to indoctrinate you? Sometimes it can be mm-hmm. a fine line and it's hard to tell.
1: Well, a lot of it is cognitive dissonance. Do you get you to just dismiss mm-hmm.
2: it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right?
1: You saw that in a movie, so it's fantasy. Right? Yeah. And I think the other part Every of it movie. is yeah. a, uh, a form yeah. of karmic protection, right? For these yeah. elites. Ultimately, if someone tells you what's going to happen to you, and you allow it to happen, then it's on you from a karmic perspective. You see what I'm saying? So if they show you in a movie what's about to happen to you, and you don't do anything to stop it, then it's not on them karmically. It's on you. Does that make sense? Well, that's mm-hmm. what
0: they thats what they believe anyway.
1: Right. So there's no karmic <laughs> weight as far as they're concerned. Now, Sad. that also involves them thinking that they're bigger than the universe, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to try. <laughs> right. Right?
0: Exactly. And so...
1: Um, and as far as like, I don't know, the earth model thing is so I see personally, I see the flat earth versus the spherical earth debate as the principle of polarity embodied. I oh, think yeah. that they are trying to get you in one camp or the other, right? Wait,
3: and obviously hollow. Yo,
1: the spherical earth or the heliocentrists, they get the heliocentrists mad at the, at the uh flat earthers right and nobody's getting anything done now there are other earth models that don't get near as much traction like crater earth Mm -hmm. like cellular cosmology that are very compelling and answer a lot of questions that can't be answered by the spherical or the flat earth models right but nobody's pushing that because it's not polarizing right you see what i'm saying and Mm -hmm. and most of the time if there's a left and there's a right it's neither Right, And I think that this place is too special to be de- defined with a word like disc or ball. See what I'm saying? I think, like, it's yeah. more magical than that.
0: I it, think, it's, it's... Go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say I think they're trying to do that with everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, everything. Yeah. Like they're just trying to polarize us one way yes. or the other just Fuck, to prevent totally. us from coming to the center and synthesizing right. a new reality together. There's yo, just, yo just from
2: podcasting, and mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to you know, put names out there or anything, but it's like people cancel people if they don't believe in flat earth. I'm like, right. how the fuck are we doing that? Like, like if that person's a shill, they don't believe in flat earth. And I'm like, nah. this person's been around for like how long, has like put out so much great shit, and now you discredit them because they don't
3: believe in flat earth.
1: Because so, they're polarized. It's all it's, it's Yeah. So I
2: just don't like no boxes. I,
3: everyone just talks with such uh affirmity these days I love it right it's like wow the laws of the universe are this and you thinking that this is the thing makes you the stupidest person on the planet I'm like like the 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 sense of assurance people have astounds me when it's like but, you try to put it in your own like perspective it doesn't yeah. add up until your experience that's why that when you asked earlier like what was your thing that got you to think like that is just that, like putting everything in my own lens and be like, oh, that's bullshit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, who said that this right. is good? Or someone's like, watermelon flavoring is good. I hate watermelon flavoring. So it was it's like but discernment. I love
0: yeah.
1: You know, using your own discernment. I think that gravity is like the best example ever of what you're talking about, as far as like people rejecting anything outside that. It's like, and we don't have to agree on this, but like what we do have to agree on is it's a theory. Right, mm-hmm. and a theory—it's still a theory—and a theory is a law that nobody's been able to prove. Right, and one could argue that the longer something is a theory, the less likely it is to be the truth. Right, because you've had all this time to prove it, and you still can't. So the longer mm-hmm. you spend mm-hmm. trying to prove something that you can't
0: prove, means that I it's less likely to
1: be the I truth. Hate people, I hate
0: right? People but also so at the much, same, you same don't time, understand. yeah. At the same time, it stays widely accepted that as truth because, right, because it's, it's, just it's just like always program. been. Because we're programmed
1: and we're made fun of if we don't believe in that. But when you say to somebody who says, well, you're stupid if you don't believe in gravity, you go, wait, wait, okay, so just walk through this with me for a second. Does it not make more sense that I am stuck to the ground because I'm heavier than the air beneath me or around me, right? Right that it, 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 it it only I say, well, what makes you have, why are you going to be pulled down? Well, and now we can talk about density and vibration and something's density being determined by how close the molecules are vibrating together and that creating a downward force, yeah. right? Doesn't it make more sense that I float because I'm less dense than the water that surrounds me? Like, doesn't that make more sense than this invisible force that's coming from this this spinning of this, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when you break it down and it's like usually the most simple answer is the right one. Like, doesn't it make more sense that I'm just heavier? And so like, I'm, I'm stuck to the ground. Like, isn't that uh, easier for your brain to process than like, And the same thing with the heliocentrical. People pockets. don't even like,
3: understand basic corporate contracts and pharmaceutical sales. <laughs> and you're asking them to get that? Like, leave them alone, leave them alone. We're at an all time low in IQ as a culture. Uh, just leave them alone. Jeez.
0: no i totally I just, agree like, with that though
2: easy.
3: Yeah, yeah i think no, the- i'm with you on that it's, and like like you said uh, uh common sense has been absolutely taken away from people like nobody can just think mm-hmm. of it because it's too there's too many things and i think right at the start you said the fear of rejection fear of being an outcast that's like commonly known as like one of the like greatest fears around like being even public speaking has the back end of it being ridiculed as your pu- public speaking it's all about not like being normal right and not feeling like normal or or like you and that's part human nature right from the beginning is humans like naturally want to feel like we're tribal by nature right well and that's a
1: paradox in itself
3: Um, legitimately
0: i spent my whole life trying
1: to be accepted right i spent my Mm -hmm. whole life doing what i thought everyone else wanted me to do so mm-hmm. that I would be accepted, and I never found acceptance because I wasn't mm-hmm. genuine, right? As soon as I stopped trying to be accepted, as soon as I said, fuck it, I was accepted because I was genuine. You see what I'm saying? So we spend our whole lives trying to exist inside this box, and people can see through that subconsciously, right? And so as soon as you are genuine, there's respect to be found in that. As soon as you mm-hmm. agree to start speaking publicly, right? You have that, that means by definition that you have your own acceptance, right? So people yeah. are going to accept you. Because you're not seeking their validation. So they're going to validate you.
2: Mm. See what I'm saying? Like mm. that whole
1: thing is a paradox in itself. So this fear of being an outcast is, and our, our, this 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 motivation to fit in is what's keeping us from fitting in.
2: Well, I think in the last few years, you could just see the whole thing of like uh, needing to be liked and wanted by, or, well, or the way you ap- appear to people meaning right. so much just with, I mean, the protests and stuff. I mean, how many people there
3: really, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Really no, I'm parroting, I'm parroting I'm a meme I saw, but someone said like the pronoun people out of the Ukraine flag to their, to their flag of acceptance. And like, I'm pretty sure uh, like gay marriage is like not banned in in the Ukraine. Right. So it's like, just like little things that people just like, we're so quick to just jump to whatever. And that's why like, Gravity, man, that used to be the conversation I had with people. Now it's like, ah, oh, I just, I don't want to talk to people because everyone's like, there's basic stuff and it's the same play over again. Like for, like I worked in, I don't know uh, how to, you know, I worked in media for a decade uh, working in like newspapers and, and marketing and advertising. So like, <laughs> like, I know what paid content is, which a lot of people don't yeah. understand. Scientists are on a paycheck as well. Uh, yeah. But like, so we have paid content. There's so much stuff that is being used from corporations, from levels. But I've also worked on like an entrepreneurial side to say like you have to put in some of these um, tactics, some of these ideals, some of these things to benefit your corporation if you were to start something. And you don't always do that with nefarious intentions, if that makes sense. So it's like uh, to be watchful of everything, noticeful of everything, It's it's been tough. And ever since I met Patriot, it's he does a really great job. He showed us a really great job of breaking down. Like you, like I love this one quote I saw. You don't have to believe it, but they believe it, right? <laughs> Somebody else right. believes it very, very hard. So it doesn't matter what you think. It matters what they think and where their energy is going. So to kind of keep like demystifying some of the things to me, it's been exciting because it's such a crossover in the worlds and you see it in live action. But it's for me, it's like, it's crazy tough to find out. Like, What's benevolent, what's like pretty good for like, you know what I'm saying? Because some of the stuff, it seems like if you were to take it, like Bob Proctor, like he's some of these guys have been like Jim Rohn, they've been uh like idols of mine. It's so been people that I think of how I'd like to approach my thing, like what you said earlier about um, like people who think that this is bad or that's bad. Jim Rohn calls that blaming the seasons. Like you're gonna blame the win for being the win. Like we all have the win. It's what you do with that certain thing that would make it into the world you want to see and that's kind of what I guess what you what you refer to as being an alchemist which I'm also reading that book right now great book oh it's a great out.
0: book <laughs> really
3: really great book
0: yeah no you I know, think it's like you know how we're seeing right now in the last few years a lot of people like coming together and you're saying corp like you know in your own life how you're kind of like sticking out amongst your group And it's been hard for you, and I'm sure a lot of us have had, like, a similar experience. But that's what it's going to take, is, like, enough cogs in the wheel to, like, break the wheel. You know what I mean? So it's like you have to step outside of that fear of wanting to fit in first. And there's, for whatever reason, some of us who are not as afraid to do that. Probably because we are the black sheep our whole life, and we just don't give a fuck anymore
3: right
2: <laughs> it, it, now it, i realize the like, people yeah the people are really
0: trying to a, impress
3: are idiots so I'm it's like, really
0: what? a gift honestly it idiots. is it's really a gift to like uh it, well if here in here in toronto so we have like a town like just north of us that's like very italian and i've talked to ny about this before it's like jersey shore in woodbridge it's called so they nice. have a word they say give like i give it's like i don't care right so, if that's how I feel about it, it's like, okay, like my kids were in school and they wanted to impose masks. So, I took my kids out. All my friends who wanted, who complained that masks were on their kids all year, did zero things to prevent their kids from wearing a mask all year. I said, so guys, I consent. If you don't yeah, want them to wear sure. a mask, there's options for you, but you're right. not willing to stick out, to stand up, or say anything about it. They're teaching their kids to shut up and be a sheep just like they are. Sorry.
3: <laughs> totally. Truth be told, not wrong. you nailed it on, the head, on Sorry. the head. But
1: it's back to every aspect of this experience is dictated by your consent. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you.
0: And you know, we all have different lines that we're willing to to cross and not cross, and that's fine. Everybody has a different one. But the amount of manipulation going on that we don't unite and all cross the line together is the problem because not enough people see the manipulation or see the hermetic principles in action being used against us.
1: Totally. Well, and that was my favorite. That was one of the big points that I made when I first started making videos. Was like your line doesn't have to be the same as my line, right? Just draw your line. Yeah, exactly. And don't move it. <laughs> just have just one. One. <laughs> just have At least have one. Everybody, everybody is allowing these things to happen. That if you would have told them they were going to happen two years ago, they'd have told you you were crazy, right? But they would have they said like, no from the beginning when we they if they crazy. saw where it was going. It boiled <laughs> the frog right yeah. they boiled the frog we move the, mm-hmm. the line a little bit we move the line a little bit we gotta me, like move the line a little bit you got to stop letting him move the
2: goalpost and be like no I got right. the goal already yeah. stop your shit <laughs> for
1: me it was oxygen like it's like you're going to tell me that I can't fucking breathe air like no no and everybody's like wow well, that's just a mess. like no that's like that's like the breath people don't understand like in uh as a magician like you understand yeah. the breath and what the breath is like the breath is life you know this is this is your this is your life force right we use yes. the breath to, to vibrate these these spells that we're casting as we speak, right? The, people don't understand like the magnitude of what the breath really is esoterically, right? And, 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 and if you think that the people who are imposing these mask mandates don't have an understanding of what the breath is esoterically and magically.
2: Yo, that's why that shit freaked me out it's so much true. actually is because yeah, I looked right. at it at the esoteric side of it, magic side of it, and I was like, yo, this is not good at all.
1: That's no. not good on they any time, but even the stuff. scientific part, your body
3: literally sneezes, breathes, coughs, sweats, pisses, shits. Like your body is all about expelling fucking toxins. Yeah, exactly. So to put it like, just like, hey, maybe let's shove it back in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: Everybody is <laughs> sending it back pop. in
3: there. Are we stupid? Like, come on. That's not even, there's nothing normal about that. Every, totally. That's just pure stupidity on, on a lot of different levels. But that, like, even that, like, like you said, there's bigger things and people's. Like I can just hear some of my family like, yeah, what's so bad about a mask? Because people don't understand the significance of the bigger part of it, which is the Patriot. Yeah. That's why I'm going to keep giving your show credit, man. Okay. Like I, before I even saw your show, I didn't, I don't know a lot about this and I hadn't heard about it. Then, expo- like looking into that world, you're like, oh my God, Helen said it earlier in the, in the chat. She said sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will curse me and hex me. Like, that's where I'm like, now I'm like, what's happening? Like, what world do you not know of? What's living in these frequencies? And that's where I'm like, I'm trying, I tried to like not avoid it, but give my energy into a place that's like, what can, like, I think it was how it was said, like, what do you want to see? Because that's the frequency you have to put out. Oh, or, no, yeah, it was you, Danielle, yeah. Right. You know, it was, like, you, what frequency do you want to see? Because when I was just saying, like, F this, F that. Oh my God, these guys. That was my world. Everything that was coming back at me was that. It was oh my God, smallpox is out. Oh my God, twelve monkeys are out. I'm like, oh, we're (laughs) dead so soon. Like it's over tomorrow. Yeah, totally, totally. And then lately, I've just like put my energy away from it. But none of that, sadly, has gone away. And it's like right there. So it's like as far as the rules, and sure they're shitty, but like I have something as simple wanting to go see my. My cousin and my Asian grandma in California can't really do Well, once again, can't is the perception. It's very difficult for us to do that.
1: Right. And, and so, so well. how far are you willing to go to attain sovereignty? Right. Like it's, it's still a choice, you know? And like it, one thing you said, you're like, these things didn't go away, but like, really if, if, if somebody talks to me about like a monkeypox, right? Like, Is that going on in the world? Maybe. Does that exist in my reality? No. You know, like, (laughs) everybody in the last three years has been living in this gigantic pandemic, right? (sighs) I didn't have a pandemic. It it didn't exist in my reality. But see, like, that doesn't take away from from the
3: constitutional rights that get taken away. And maybe constitutional (laughs) is bullshit, and maybe rights is bullshit. They're more like privileges. Let's be real. When they're taken like that, they're not rights. But when like, so you set yourself up, but say like, does it make it right to implement bullshit laws that are completely not scientifically proven? There's no research among it. Because I don't accept it. Does that make that law right? Like, cause I can't, well, like, I'm still is, gonna hammer home on this plane thing law. cause I'm missing a Europe vacation right now to sit at home and just yell at children. Like, I hate this. So I'm like, it's very selfish in the things, Sure, there are ways. Like, oh, you can get a private plane and fly yourself yeah. out of here for sixty grand. How bad do you want it? What makes it not bullshit, and what makes us give the ability to be like, as people like? Because right now I feel helpless. That's the only reason I haven't talked about the shit I was in every week with Patriots and like, like we had three in a row where I was constantly bitching about this. I don't bitch about it anymore because I just, it's like something that's maybe indoctrinated me. It's like, what can I do? And I can put my focus in my life. I can put my focus in what I do, my entrepreneurialship, uh, making a better thing around me. But am I being denied areas that I want to do? Like I'm—I'd be kidding you if I'm saying I don't want to go to Italy right now with my cousin and his girlfriend and all their friends. I'd be kidding you for that. And be like, but it's, it's, it's just right? A, but isn't there
1: something else that you could be doing with your time that would uh, that would satisfy that whatever it is that you're going there because. It's not but Italy. It's
3: replacing. Like I'm saying, my initial urge is 100 to travel the world and see different cultures right. and go around. That's what I want to do, but I'm forced now to do different things based on I, rule sets that are around me to an my extent. My
1: point is, there's something. It's not Italy. There's something that you have told yourself that Italy is going to give you. See what I'm saying? Whether Somewhere, that's, whether like, that's as happiness as as like, or whether that's a new experience or whatever there, that is, there's something deeper than italy it's not just italy is the point that i'm saying and there's lots of ways for you to attain whatever it is that you're trying to get from italy other than italy right and so my point is like have you sat down and asked yourself what italy has for you like what it is about italy or what it is about traveling or what it is about getting on a plane that is going to make you feel whole you see what I'm saying? Because for it to bother you that much means that you feel like you're missing something. There's a piece of you in that trip or there's a piece of you there that you don't have, which means you've already lost your sovereignty. Does that make I sense? Think,
0: I think what Corp's trying to say, it, it's it's hard because in Canada, like a lot of stuff is happening, like in terms of like our personal freedoms. And it is very disheartening. When it's not easy to just go to the airport, but like with your ticket and hop on a plane, like there's ways I can tell you after that maybe you can go, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and,
3: but I'm just saying like we're diminishing that and saying like well do you even want to get on a plane I'm like who the fuck yeah, took yeah, my yeah. right to get on the fucking plane is what I want to know and like, where does that go like I'm like, with you on all that, that. Like,
1: like, like sure I don't want to go I just anything. mean I letting it DMT. letting it make you as saying, upset as like, it seems to be making you that's yeah,
3: all I'm saying no 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 I'm with I you on really that but I'm just saying like,
0: like where is and this
3: goes to like how do you get changed there has to be a level of discontent otherwise you're just gonna like continue to like be trampled on this is what we're this is what what we're complaining about with everyone else that we see is like you don't have the balls to stand up for masks. You don't have the balls to say that the vaccines obviously don't work. You don't have the balls for any of that. So there's no, But they don't have that discontent level enough. Nothing's fucked them up enough that they don't see that the thing we I get angry at things that have been taken away that you're like dude who the fuck is in charge here like and we all do so it's like it's it's ridiculous to say we don't do this like the World Economic Forum all these fucking people that are using their magic we all notice them doing it and is our thing to just like well I'm gonna drink distill like all these criminals are getting away with this over and over and over again. And our reaction of either turning a blind eye, putting our energy somewhere else, I, like, I'm with you as far as mental capacity and making your spirit better. I'm with you. Fuck all that, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck all the actual shit that's happening, and I don't feel like we're doing anything. Like, as a society, we're either bitching about the people that are sheep or the sheep are completely oblivious about everything that's going on, but there's no action or anything that anyone's doing it feels like that is going towards anything positive about people manipulating us. Do you think that these people have have a line? line?
1: though? I mean, do you think that there is a line of discontent where these people are going to stand up? Do you, do you see some sort of event taking place where all of a sudden everybody's going to stand up and unite and do this together? I mean, is that, a, is that a reality that you see taking place after a certain action? Yeah, no,
3: not not after the last few years we've seen that. Right, people have had right. That was, that that, that's
1: my point. That's right. my point. I don't think there's that line, right, where everybody's, that, that you have to understand that a lot of the people in this experience want to be told what to do, But
3: everybody has a line is my point. Like, I obviously have a line. You'll have a line. Everybody has their own line, which is their own interpretation of what's going on, their own interpretation. Like, it's not like as a whole. I'm with you on that because I don't think as a whole we're doing anything, man. But, like, for where my line is, I have to draw. I drew drew a line, right? And we're so over that. And I'm saying, like, we can't pull it back now. So when someone crosses your line, you just go, "Well, let's get my vibrations to a new line." Because that seems so defeatist in its own way?
1: I just play a different game. Yeah,
2: no, I know what you're saying. I I live in Portland, dude. I get it. Yeah, no, you you want to? You start to question, like, you know, how much becomes like just being passive too. I get what you're saying.
3: Yeah, because it comes to a point. It's like where if you're taking stuff in you're constantly, if you say you don't like being put in a box and you don't think you're living in a box, people are putting your surroundings around you. And you're saying like, well, they're like, I see the box. Can't put me. Well, can you do the things that you want to do? Right? Like if maybe that you want to do, and you're saying that you want to do it, but if you want to do something else, you can't do it. If I want to go to Italy the answer is to maybe not want to go to Italy. That's crazy. And you put me in a box by saying I can't do it or I have to pretend like I don't want to. Uh, My point
1: uh, is I'm not going to let it get me upset. Yes, exactly. To an
3: extreme, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I don't have to like it. Because then you lose control of your your vibration.
1: But that doesn't mean I can't transmute it. That doesn't mean I can't make a positive out of that. That was the point that I was trying to make about what is it that you're seeking in Italy and how else can you attain that, right? Because... Everything can happen around me, right? And that's not to say that I don't get frustrated sometimes or I don't get pissed off. And this this whole defeatist attitude that I think you're kind of visualizing in in in, in my reality, like I'm a two A guy, dude. And like when the shit comes knocking on my door, I'll handle it, right? And if somebody's gonna come and come for me, they gotta better come hard and come ready because mm-hmm. I stay ready, right? So my family and the people that I care about. When this shit starts, when that shit comes knocking on that door, Mm -hmm. it'll get handled. It'll get handled, I promise. But until then, I'm going to figure out how to maintain a sense of happiness in my experience. And if that means altering what I perceive as my wants, then I'll alter that. I'll play a different game. You see what I'm saying? But what I'm Mm -hmm. not going to do is get upset because I can't change what the 1% of the 1% are doing with the world, right? And the fact that 99% of people are going to conform to that and there's this 0.9%, right, that's left in the middle that are like, man, this sucks. What can we do about this, right? I can't change the 99% or the 0.1 of the 1%. But what I can change is the fact that I refuse to be unhappy, right? And I also refuse to be a victim to things that I can't dictate, Cause that was where I spent my whole life was upset about whether it was politics or whether it was the rules at school or whether it was that dad punched me in the face or I spent yeah. my whole life upset over shit that I couldn't dictate. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to focus on the things that I can dictate and I'm going to transmute those things into an experience that I can be proud and happy and excited to be a part of. That's my mm-hmm. point. I would love to. Yeah, man, to that
3: makes to a lot kid. of sense. Like, like I'm saying, I'm just like thinking of like, I just have this, my, my brain works in, you ever done those like brain tests where it tells you what you think? I'm like a big yeah. picture all the time and it bothers me about like over, I get like very justice thing because what you're saying, actually, I, you just click, it, it's a man's search for meaning. I think Victor Frankl, where he spent his life in a concentration camp and he said those were the happiest days of his life and you're like, what the fuck? Because yeah. in those, he found the way to not let the situation become greater than he was. He's like, I, right. I, can, I can let everyone fucking become murderers, rapists, whatever the fuck, I don't have to do that. And as, lo- as right. soon as I, I can control that. And I really do get that. But like, just even when I read that book, I'm like, but they were fucking keeping you. So it's just uh, for me, it's satanic. Right, but, but he used like, to
1: let that dictate his level of happiness.
0: That's it. That's exactly it. You know what
1: I'm and 100%, like, fuck right. 100%, 100%, 100%, F- fuck, fuck, right. Right? There's mm-hmm. going to be shit that happens outside of you all the time that's not right. Dude, it's like now we're back to like mass shootings and shit. Is that right? No, no, it's not right, right? But that exists outside of my sphere of influence. So fuck it, Mm -hmm. right? There are things that I can and can't control. One thing that I can't, I can control that no one will ever take from me is my level of happiness. You see what I'm saying?
3: 100%. 100%. My sovereignty
1: will never be taken from me. And so like, (laughs) and when someone tries to do that, when someone directly tries to take my sovereignty from me, I'll fucking handle it dude. But until then, I'm going to keep living my life, right? And doing what I can do with the lead, whether it's whatever the universe shits on me, I'm going to use that to grow my crops. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And the universe can shit on me all it wants, right? Because I'm too damn stubborn to be (laughs) unhappy. I spent my whole life being unhappy and being mad about all this shit that I couldn't control. And I'm over it. Yeah. Dude, like the universe can throw whatever it wants at me and I will transmute that shit because I am an alchemist and I'm a sovereign being and that's who I am. Right. And yeah, I love that there bit. are people. One thing that Tony Robbins said is like to change your life, change your standards, right? And I'm not a Tony Robbins fan, but that really resonated with me I'm because a
3: there big are Tony people- Robbins. Uh, as soon as you
2: said Tony Robbins, <laughs> I was like, Oh, you probably I just, like <laughs> I just went to his seminar
3: virtually. He's like honestly, he teaches a lot of the same like mental mindset. Yeah. Take control of, like, people, neuroscience.
0: Maybe he's a
1: wizard. Who are going to make money in any economy. Can't be that Right? Because that's <laughs> who they are. Economy tanks, they're going to keep making money. There are people that are going to have a six-pack no matter what's going on in their life. You know what I mean? Because that's who they are. Right? And no one's going to take that from them. Yeah. Right? There are people who are going to jog every every Tuesday. Right? And it doesn't matter whether it's raining. And it doesn't matter whether it's snowing outside. It doesn't matter whether they don't feel good. That's who they are. Right? But we get to choose who we are. Nobody gets to tell me who I am, right? I dictate this with my standards. I create my experience. So nobody's going to tell me that I can't be happy the same way that nobody's going to tell me that I can't breathe fucking oxygen. And if somebody tries to come and shove a mask on my face, and they're going to get laid out dude. I mean, period. You see what I'm saying? But like, Mm -hmm. nobody's going to dictate the courts of my experience. And if I can't go, I I would love to leave the country. I don't know if I can get back in. I was just having this conversation the other night with my girlfriend. It's like, I'd love to take you to Mexico, but I don't know if they'll let me back in. Right. So I don't know if that's possible. And you you know what the solution was? was? Like maybe we'll go to New Orleans instead. Right. Like I'm not there are several things that I can do because because what are you seeking?
3: Italy, yeah. Saskatchewan. Whatever that is. <laughs> 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 don't go Saskatchewan. You it's can the drive word. to You're Toronto, not, brother. One hundred percent, one hundred percent to get that, and, it's, and that goes back to perception and, and like taking control of your shit. Because exactly. I do that every day, like in my workouts, man. It's like I will puke before I give up, and I have a mindset about me where it's like no one can tell me anything about certain things but i let them in a lot of places and i'm sure we all do in different areas but this is one thing that just it, it bothers me on such a different level and and but if you think about it what does that cost me in certain areas because right. i i do this this one thing I'll, I'll let like i'll let everyone that's one of my biggest triggers right now i cannot figure out for the life of me but then if you look at everywhere else in life i can't figure out the life of me for a lot of different things so is that a magical idea.
1: practice for no reason, dude. The
0: shit's hard. You gotta <laughs> right, practice man? it
1: we fuck up all the time.
0: A Good. practice, not a perfect, right?
3: Yeah. And but like I said mean, for Jim Rohn earlier, you don't blame the sun for being the sun. Don't blame the wind for being the wind. You gotta transmute that into whatever it comes. Otherwise, you're just gonna
1: be
0: Don't blame Trudeau at the wind. for being Trudeau. Just, you know. <laughs> dude, <laughs> Trudeau's journey is just as important it's, as mine
1: or yours. Exactly. Right? It the ounce really of is dark it creates yeah. an ounce of light. You see, season
3: one Game of Thrones, Ned Starks ending, I want for Justin Trudeau publicly. We've all been Trudeau (laughs) in a life
1: before, dude. We've all been we've all been Trudeau. We've all been Hitler. We've all been the bad guy. You know what I mean? Like, we've been doing this for a long time. Okay. This life is not all of it. And I promise you, in some past life, you were a piece of shit oh i think this, dude, life. For sure. Cause, this Cause life that's, part of your that's, that's my part ex-girlfriend journey.
3: promise you i swear to you this uh, life I'm so <laughs> happy i got to live two lives but, no so I you're 100 right uh, go ahead Nan.
0: no i think we all um we all have those moments where like we've been supremely overwhelmed by the this whole situation especially i get it as a fellow canadian and living in the basically a communist country like it's fucked up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i agree yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, at the end of the day, even when they say to us, like, you'll own nothing and be happy, I'm like, you know what? Maybe they're fucking right. Maybe we should own nothing. And everyone would just relate on a different level. Maybe that, like, sometimes I think, like, like, maybe the elites are onto something, honestly.
3: Hey, I'm on their side now. Like, literally, I was <laughs> like, we needed population decrease, too, right? Have you met
0: people? <laughs> Hello? Have you met
1: people? Like, see, we need to reduce I by, t- like, a you. lot. A you lot. also have to realize that a lot of these problems if you get 2 hours out of the city just there's they don't exist. They just yeah, totally yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They just disappear. There was yeah. a, I can drive 2 hours from here and they'll say what pandemic? Right.
2: Yeah. You know I mean? That right. is like, very true.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll leave. Leave. I'll leave. If that's what it has to be, Montana is 6 hours away from me, dude. I'll go you can still claim land I'll meet in you Montana. There. 6 I'm hours away for me too. Claim land and build a cabin in the woods and live whatever kind of life that I want to. But that's like I will withdraw all of my energy from this system before I let it beat me, okay? Because I'm too yes. stubborn to lose.
3: Man, man. I say that same way. Like, I've come too far <laughs> to quit now, legit. Like, I'm pop committed right now, man. I ain't quitting. That's like, it. I've ate shit my whole life. I ain't quitting right now. That's
0: but That's it. the thing. You can't let it kill your spirit at the end of the day. No matter what they throw at you, like, you really just can't let it. You can have those that's moments. That's what they're trying to do. you, can have you those- get upset like that, oh, really. they won. Yeah, exactly. Of, like, what
3: do you do to like try to better? And that's where, like, for me, and I'm not saying this, I've just been trying to not like I'm posting stupid, like fake French translation videos now because I just want to make people laugh. That's all I've ever wanted to do is make people laugh. And all the serious shit bothers me. But how much you meditate? I, you turned oh, uh meditating. I have stopped since the pandemic started. Oh. I used to do yoga Dude. twice a week, and then uh
1: Get back on that train. Yeah, I think that'll make back on that will be a huge difference. Sit with yourself. Dude, yeah. if meditating is hard, sit with yourself and just reflect. And, like, it sounds really cliche to say, but, like, think about some of the things that you have to be grateful for because I promise there's things in your life that will that will create a lot of gratitude, you know? And you and can, that feel, you can feel that, that yeah. Can. Yeah. the vibration,
3: right? No, I'm with that. Exactly. That's Tony Robbins 101, like, gratitude <laughs> stacking, right? Breathing and, and gratitude stacking. And that's where, like... I've been a lot less crazy. Like I said, today you catch me on a really bad day because my cousin booked <laughs> his flight to Italy. Literally. today. Yeah. So I'm like, but, but like, you it know makes what? sense. I'm not, I'm not, that's not going to make or break me. I have had the, gra- the reason I'm so annoyed about it is because I had the luxury of going there last year. Know. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm very, uh, gr- gratitude is, is like, peaking there. It's
0: Maybe just, the money you would have spent on Italy, take that money and spend it on something else. Like, I don't you know, even the have the
3: place. money to go to Italy. That's well, the, that's the other part of the <laughs> paradox. It's,
0: it's all just me be be being
3: angry. <laughs> I just want to feel... I like complaining. It's one of my favorite things.
1: That just made my day. Dude. You're like, I don't even know how i was going to get there. I just wanted to get there. <laughs> <I> can't <laughs> there.
3: even physically go. I just want to.
1: That's hilarious. Yeah.
3: You're hilarious. That's the
1: game. That's the yeah, game. That's the game. <laughs> you know?
0: That's the game. That's, that's too funny. Hilarious.
1: That's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I don't fucking know, man. I just, <laughs> uh, again, I'm just too damn stubborn to lose, dude. And I feel like my whole life, I will Love compete that. with anything, right? If I go to work and it starts raining, that's Mother Nature trying to keep me from finishing my project, right? If I get a bowed piece of wood or something or something with a knot on it, then I'm like, I'm going to figure out how to use it. I'm going to figure out how to make it look fucking good. Yep. You know what I mean? Like everything is a competition, even if that competition is with myself, because I have this self-limiting belief that's creeping into my head. Right. It's like, you can't do this or you're not good enough. or blah, blah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I turn everything into a competition and when fucked up shit happens, it's like game on, you know, like game Dude, you're going to go
3: far and fucking you're such a savage. Like honestly, <laughs> like from everything, like I'm like I said, I played pretty high level sports, pretty high level <laughs> in the corporate world. Like mindset's fucking everything. Like, mindset is fucking everything. And when you have that, like, like it doesn't matter if you have more talent. I'm going to outwork and outbelieve yeah. you. Yeah, I
1: got kicked in the dick my whole life. Dude. I'm <laughs> over it. I'm over it. Feel that. I'm like, I'm <laughs> just, I'm done losing. Yeah. And, I again, back to Tony Robbins. You change your life, change your, change your life. All you got to do is change your standards. It's like, I refuse to be unhappy. That's a Uh, standard that I set for myself. Like, like I refuse to be the person that I used to be. I was unhappy. I was yelling at everybody all the time. I was fucking angry. Like, I just, I refuse to live that kind of an experience. And what it's going to take for me to maintain that goal are just details, right? And the details don't matter because what matters is the standard. Again, there are people who are going to make money in any economy. There are people who are going to have a six-pack no matter what's going on because that's who they are. Set a new go.
3: standard. I literally have all my Tony Robbins things, man. You like you ev- everything you think saying so spot on. To like, <laughs> it's just he it, it does like like you said about the magician part. It does take work, and I think that's where every like constant like you need to constantly be refreshing your mind. Like I'm into working out. I'm into cardio. I'm into soccer. <laughs> I don't get there by just not doing it ever. Right. right. I'm I'm working at it every single it. day.
1: People think we have like a spiritual awakening and then everything gets easy, right? <laughs> oh, I woke up
2: and blah, 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 blah. Like, that's where the work. Starts, oh, I hate dude, those memes it's where it's like the dancing fucking, uh, the dancing, uh, who the fuck is that? That frog character, Kermit the Frog. Like, no, right? it's not always that fucking exciting after a spiritual experience <laughs> of awakening. Well,
1: no, and like, shadow work fucking sucks. No, yeah, exactly.
2: You're not fucking, fucking dancing air. around like that. Meditation is boring. Shit I've
1: ever right? been it makes the trauma I went through as a child feel easy. You know what I mean? And- it's like revisiting that bullshit that I tried to forget my whole life. Mm. You know, like shadow work is hard. Spirituality is hard. It's called practice for a fucking reason, dude. It's yeah. not. It's not all sunshine and butterflies, dude. It's really not. But you got to refuse to lose, and you got to know what you want, and be willing to do whatever it takes to get there. You know, totally. You got to – Once your bag of fucks is empty, life gets real easy.
2: <laughs> you know what? Uh, what I thought was um. Something that's always stayed with me for a while, and I remember, uh, you know, I, you know, I've said it a few times, and David Bowie had said it, and it, uh, it stuck with me, and like it really, I think at one point, like helped me, like even through my own magical career. Um, you know, during like around the time of like me actually having some like like pretty like spiritual or magical experiences, uh, I remember listening to a, a, like I guess like an interview with him, like it was on like a podcast or something on YouTube or whatever. And somebody, I guess, asked him for like, you know, at the end of the show, like some spiritual advice. And he said to take the world around you and like burn it down to ashes and take those ashes and rebuild it to the world that you want yep. it to be. And like, I know it sounds a lot easier said than done, but, you know, that that actually like really clicked in my mind. Like, you know, that that I definitely inspired
3: me. You know,
1: first step to creating a new reality is destroying the current reality.
3: Fox the you know? Phoenix, yeah. Harry Potter. I'm telling you, it's filled with good stuff. <laughs> you have no idea,
1: dude. There's a lot of esoteric interpretation in those books. Like,
3: oh, for sure. No, like, it's it's not. A, some of it isn't even like analogies. It's just like directly saying it, right? Like, you and know I'm platform
1: like, nine and three quarters is your spiritual red pill, dude. Like, <laughs> as soon as you walk out of this reality that's been created for you everything gets real magical real quick, dude. It's a vibration. Like, platform nine and three quarters is just a frequency. That's all it is, you know? And once you consciously cool. walk away from that world and you realize that you dictate the course of your experience, you just tuned into a completely new reality, dude. It's wild, wow. you know? And it sounds really silly and really cliche to say, but, like, and once you can start thinking about things, dude, to where you don't even, because, like, vision boards are great. Right. And affirmations are great. And like manifestation is great. But once you get to a point in your experience where you can fucking think about something and it just materializes in front of you, man, I really use some abundance next week, you know, and then your fucking phone rings and somebody wants a roof or when you get to a point where you've put in work And you've created healthy boundaries for yourself and the people around you. You start thinking about having a partner and then that just materializes in your experience. You're like, once you get to a point where you are so in tune with yourself and with the universe, all you have to do is fucking think about something and it lands in your experience. You'll understand like how badass this shit really is. I'm not going (laughs) to pretend like I'm there all the time, right? Because it comes in waves and like we're not all – perfectly in tune all the time anybody who says they are is they, even like a guru has a hard time sometimes you know what i mean but when you get to a point where you can feel yourself consciously and directly dictating the course of your experience and what's manifesting in front of you it's like it, it's just mind-boggling dude it's mind-boggling because then you realize that like all this work that you put in wasn't for nothing uh, right i mean it, i've
2: it, even it, noticed that happen just with my own show to be totally honest with you i mean i've, I've had like one even thinking, like, I want to start getting into this or have find a guest to cover this, and, like, people will just, like, message me or, like... Yeah. Things have happened, like, that with, happened like, too. stuff that, like, I've wanted to be able to do other things, like with the Occult Rejects and, my you know, or go in different areas or, you know, just change certain things about my show. Bad things may happen and, you know, give me... That gives me the option now to go do that. You know, maybe that was, you know, a shitty situation of why I'm not doing something else and I'm doing something different now, but I'm actually doing what I would have rather have been doing anyway. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, maybe the chaos and the change sucked, but I got to a point to where I actually would rather be anyway.
1: Right, and you'll be this is very weird that when something <laughs> yeah. that makes you upset initially, where you're like, Man, I really wanted to do this, but then you realize later that, like, if you would have gone and done what you thought you wanted to do, it wouldn't have opened up this other door that you find out is way cooler, you know? Uh, I totally. Uh,
0: yeah. I think that whole la- the last few years has been exactly that for so many people. Like, mm-hmm, we right. just our whole life was blocked in so, so many ways, and we just had to like transmute it and re navigate it and it's led to like better friendships in a lot of ways uh, you know clearing out a lot of old things that like no longer serve us like
1: right. there's just
0: been so much uh very fast change for a lot of people i think we're just collectively like experiencing that and then finding our tribe you know what i mean like re- resettling into these like new new friendships and like new tribes new social circles and it's it's good yeah, Whereas, like, if, that's it, if none of that happens, well, I think that goes down, down to this would be happening right now. I think that'll goes down, down to vibration right now. <laughs> you go down yeah, to the right? whole
2: thing of vibration, people start to. If you think if you stay in or try to keep yourself within a certain vibration, I just think it just all attracts anyway. And you're gonna find like-minded people. Attracts like minded people, yeah, exactly. Totally,
0: that's
2: it, yeah. Know. And you know what, if you don't mind, since we're actually getting close to two hours, maybe we'll just leave it there. That's okay with cool you. With yeah. I really had a great discussion with all of you. And I, I would think, you know, maybe we can do this again, just to four of us find another topic and do this. Some other, some, you know, do this another time. Sure. I had a really good time, man. Yeah. I really, I thought this was great. Uh, all different angles of the, that's why I like having the real fake talk show on actually is because sometimes he comes at you with different angles of things, you know? Right. And, I, and I, and I do, I appreciate that. Um, Mad Hatter, you just fucking bop drop bombs the whole time, you know. I'm, and I'm people in my Twitch chat be like, "Who is this guy?" And like, Teresa, uh, <laughs> I, Trisha- I gave
3: him a, your uh, your Instagram. There, it's uh Hatter. Tea with the Hatter
1: on Instagram, right? That's that's my podcast. I'm Hatter Will Happen on Instagram. Oh, and wow. like, here's the thing, dude. If we only talk to people that we agree with, right? The, the, the art of debate is lost in our culture, 100%. right? Like, we if we only have conversations with people that we agree with, we don't grow, right? And so like, one thing that I say when I sign out on all these things is like, whatever it is, like, if you want to tell me, if you want to ask questions about something we talked about, if you want to tell me I'm a fucking idiot, like, reach out, dude, because one of my favorite things is why I get into these big DM battles with people who want to tell me how stupid I am, like, (laughs) I absolutely love it, and it's like, because that challenges me, it challenges them, like, even if we don't agree uh, agree at the end, like, you have to be okay with, like, talking to people that don't agree with you. Right. Like that, that has to be OK. We, we we're taught that, like, if you can't make somebody say, OK, you're right, then you've got to get really upset. Like, it's OK. My reality isn't going to match everybody's reality. I'm the Mad Hatter for a reason. Dude, I'm a little <laughs> bit fucking weird. Right. Like, and I don't expect everybody to be as weird as me. Um, I just know that I, over the course of three years, was able to take an existence that I, I my first thought every morning when I woke up was, fuck, I woke up. Right. Second thought was, how am I going to afford to drink today? Because I don't want to have an alcohol withdrawal. Right. So I went from that experience that I lived for 17 years to an experience where I enjoy waking up every day. I'm excited about what's going to happen. I'm excited about creating new change in my life. I'm excited about growth, even when that growth fucking hurts. Right. I'm excited about it. And that's something that I am going to do my best to share with people. Right. And that's all I know. And it's not for everybody. I'm not for everybody. I'm probably I mean, I think an acquired taste is probably a stretch. Right. Like most people are not going to like what I have to say. And I've made I get that. peace with that because I have my acceptance. Right. And that's enough for me. And so it, I, I love to argue.
3: <laughs> i, I, I want to be like i call my mom you know what i'm saying she got
2: me <laughs> <laughs>
1: so i had a ton of fun man. yeah
2: yeah no yeah. so did i and, and Teresa always love how you you know i always bring her on because she has a different view of looking at things and i just like i thought this was a good mix uh if you can uh Teresa, why don't you uh oh well you don't have links but i mean at least plug your shows so far well okay. yeah Again.
0: so my own Instagram is just my name. So Teresa Teresa.Kassar, I think you usually put it in the yeah, show. Yeah, that's now. in there
2: now, yeah. And
0: then um, the show is going to be called The Spiritual Gangsters with you and yes. my Patriot. Um, so it'll be cool. I do have a YouTube, but there's no content. Yeah. So I think it doesn't show up <laughs> if people search it <laughs> yeah. yet. So just connect with me on Instagram for now and then nice. we'll figure it out.
2: Awesome. And <laughs> uh, then uh, Real Fake, you want to... Uh
3: plug yourself real fake talk show i hope you understand how my mind works it doesn't (laughs) i like thinking all things but hit me up on youtube you'll see a mixed bag of stuff like just like a normal person in the suit talking about flat earth and real things you'll think you got me but 100 you don't And Matt uh, Matt Hatter, let everybody know.
2: Somebody else even asked in the the chat to repeat your podcast again. So I I think the link is in there already. I'm pretty sure it's in there, but just please let them know where they can find your podcast and any other links.
1: Podcast is Tea with the Hatter. Um, I'm on Spotify, I'm on uh, Apple Pod. Check me out. Give it a listen. Let me know what you think. Um, I'm also on Instagram as Hatter Will Happen. Hatter underscore Will underscore Happen. This is the uh, the third Hatter account. The first two got nuked, and so the Hatter Will Happen was like, it's shit's gonna happen. You know what I mean? Like I'm not getting run out of here. Um, so if anybody wants to reach out on that on that platform, I'd love to hear from you. And uh, I think I think that's about it. Oh, I got an Etsy too called Yeah, Hatter I have account. that in there. What do you sell on your Etsy? Crystals. I have uh, wow. got some weird little crystals. I go out and find funky stuff that you can't normally find in the little metaphysical shops and the rockhound shops, and cool. put stuff up there that's a little bit different. Yeah, so I have an Etsy too, but I don't sure sell I crystals. I what sell
0: cro- crochet stuff. <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> I make like baby nice. toys and shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Well,
1: I got nothing. I'm cool used to see someone promoting their self, themselves themselves. Uh, <laughs> And 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 in a craft, you know, that's what yeah. we're here to do is create. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Very yes. well said.
2: <laughs> Very well said. So yeah, I had a ball. That was great. I'm I'm glad we even got to uh, you know finally touch on the on I think it's a, an awesome book. And then just you know even at the end, I just thought that was a great organic conversation. I had a great time. I thank you all for uh, jumping on and spending the time and. uh, Thank you, everybody in the chat as well. We had a lot of a uh, lot of stuff going on in the chat. That's why I like doing these lives. Thank you, all the same people: H- Arnold, Helen, uh, Son. Uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of a whole bunch of you. All know who you are. You're always here, baby. Thank you again for jumping on. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, that is it. And until the next one, uh, everybody be well.